0: Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Oaks Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1 One One, Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is quarter to 12 on the morning of Thursday, July 1. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. Northern Racing Today, Material Witness getting involved. Carnarvon tomorrow, Belmont and Broome on Saturday unfortunately the marble bar cup day meeting had to be abandoned that was due to the current covid situation so that's a big shame for for the turf club up in marble bar um our thoughts go go out to every all the hardworking volunteers up there and um that is a shame but the weekend does roll on into a kalgoorlie meeting this sunday Uh,
1: Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition and don't forget our new look Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing mastermind, the professor, BJ.
0: Professor Mike Eppes taking on the H train, Fraser Hay. So really looking forward to that battle. So also looking forward to getting sinking our teeth into Belmont Oaks Aquanita Stakes Day at Belmont this Saturday, the 3rd of July. The rail position is out in the 6-metre position. Um, we have a maximum of 20 mostly sunny, light winds. We, uh, we've had had plenty of rain over the last week, but the rain has, uh, has probably dried up to an extent and we're expecting fine weather uh, most of Friday and most of Saturday. So current rating when I was doing form last night was a soft six, but it's probably gonna head towards a five and perhaps a four, even close to race. I see last Saturday got upgraded to a four halfway through the meeting, Terry.
1: It's pretty similar, uh, pretty similar type of setup. There could be some more rain later today, but I don't think we're going to see any more before Saturday. So uh, yeah, it'll be a a four or a five, not many, um, not much in the way of uh, wind around. Uh, The six metre pad is pretty fresh the way they've been racing out at 11 or wider midweek. And um, yeah, so it should be a, a pretty, pretty fair old track and there shouldn't be any disadvantage to being on speed. I wouldn't have thought.
0: Very good. Race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over 1,600 metres. The proceedings kick off 11.59 a.m. Quite an even bunch, this. Eight horses to face the starter. Uh, You could probably make a case for just about uh, all of them in some way, shape, or form. Speedy miss, you are keen on last Saturday, Terry. Just probably got a stuck uh, a touch too far back from uh, from gate five over the 1,200 metres, what was doing her best late. First attempt over the 1,600 metres. Will you be following up?
1: Uh, probably not. Uh, she's definitely can win this race. Uh, I thought she was just about the run of the day last week, BJ, mm. uh, from where she got to in the run and sniffy miss obviously leading, which was, uh, was one of a few um, – uh, I said this uh, earlier in the week – and we were reviewing uh, the meeting on Monday mornings. Make sure you tune in Monday mornings to hear uh, Cripper or myself review the uh, Belmont uh, card on SEN as well, BJ. Should have mentioned that before, shouldn't we? Uh, also, while I'm thinking about it, well done to um, Riley Morgan. has got a little gig, uh, The Life of Riley with uh, with Tim Gossich on uh, SENWA as well. So well done to a uh, friend of the podcast, Riley Morgan. That's cracking stuff. He's a... Uh, uh, a very astute WA racing man and, um, yeah, he's a very entertaining man, more importantly as well, BJ.
0: Yeah, good young fellow is Riley Dot Morgan. He is got the life of Riley every Thursday on, uh, on SEN. Where he'll be, uh, he'll be previewing the uh, the Belmont Park Saturday meeting. So our listeners might have. Yeah, li- yeah that's right. Well, <laughs> we, between, might, <laughs> we <laughs> might be good. between uh, between uh, the between Goss and Riley and uh, you and Miles on the Betfair Edge. The uh, the uh, where our listenership is is parting ways. But uh, but no. So where where can we listen to to you and Riley and everyone, Terry, on the Sen app? On the on the SEN app, yeah. yeah Don't try and tune into the
1: radio station. We're not we're not doing that again. I tried to tune in the other day because obviously I love to hear the sound of my own voice. Yeah, and um, enough. and it's just very poor reception. So <laughs> just just jump on the SEN app, and uh, it should be it should be negotiable. Uh, from there, but uh, the Fair Edge will go up at three three o'clock. Uh, it's live at three o'clock. Sorry, on a uh, a Friday uh, afternoon, and then on Monday mornings, just on SEN. Uh, it's on Bensley. Uh, Bensley's away for five weeks, so Miles Fitzner's actually filling in uh for Andrew Bensley and he does a little whip around the country just reviewing uh the Saturday meeting and Cripper and I are going to take turns in doing it uh weekly so to every so be me last week Crip this week uh etc etc um so that's on it uh on a on a Monday morning which is usually when I'm still snoring to be honest BJ so mm. um kicks me into the week kick starts my
0: week Right, right, very good. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yes. Once again, congrats to Riley Morgan. Life of Riley every Thursday. Check it out. Um, another, uh, another launch. Uh, one, one just a real launching pad to start him, isn't it, Guru? certainly is it certainly is and um,
1: yeah I reckon uh, as I was saying to you earlier I think he's a very very good media man Riley Morgan I think he'll uh, I think he'll go far also while we're, while I'm thinking about it, a little shout out to uh, uh, to Latham Anderson as well another, yesterday another he threw, WA
0: he th- Racing young gun
1: yes one of our young guns he yep. threw one out on Twitter yesterday and I loved I loved how he came up with it pre-race as well I, uh, it was a horse called Multinational a two year old and it absolutely shut in so um, yeah well done the lads are, are tipping plenty of winners Tommy's still tipping plenty of winners as well I think he Found the first winner. I think most people are pretty keen on, on Pikey's Mount, 49 at a knockoff choice bid, but not Tommy. And um, yeah, the lads, are, all three of them are, uh, are flying. So uh, yeah, good to see on the back of a, uh, well, on the back of actually, they all shut the bed in the, uh, in the Rising Star Series, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Part, apart from Latham. It was a tough seven week stretch, but yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie man, I, I'd, for, I'd forgotten about
0: that. It was good exposure for the young fellas.
1: It certainly was mm. it certainly was um, yeah anyway it's good to see all three of them are, are flying and uh, and good luck to Riley
0: in particular uh, later today excellent excellent well yeah there's uh, there's a lot of guru to go around at the moment so uh Mondays Thursdays Fridays plenty plenty to go around plenty of gurus too much plenty of guru to be to be found i think it's 657 on the am dial Terry maybe it maybe is. it was cuz you couldn't seven. find <laughs>
1: yeah no, it was 657 just use the app who uses the uh uh, who uses the the wireless anymore
0: exactly. these days anyway exactly so Absolutely. back to uh, back to this mile westby platinum handicap race one of the day um, you said that speedy miss was one of the runs of the day last saturday on the quick backup with christy bennett going back on board who did ride her twice in a row before holly holly watson took the ride last saturday but um i was thinking from a speed map point of view have you got run a run de affair run leading with maddie derrick on board
1: yeah, it looks, looks the obvious leader. Um, flying target probably jumps better than it, but I think Matty will be really keen to kick up underneath flying target and should lead flying target in the breeze. Um yeah, Speedy Miss has up to the 1600 has the potential to probably land uh, in front of the other closers in regards to Bollinger Boy Street Fair and Brother Paddy. Mm-hmm. Um, can probably land a pair in front of those few, which should be quite handy. But um, just being on the three-week backup is, is always – I mean, the well racing for the third time in, uh, in 20 days uh, is always the um, – it's just a little bit of a a question mark and she's also up to the mile as well. So there is some, uh, there is some risk with speedy miss, but uh, to be honest, I found it really difficult to separate those few back markers I just mentioned. So look, if you, if you, if you're looking for a bet here, that the, the way I was sort of, thinking is where you can either pick one of those three, you can take on speedy miss. So I think it's probably going the best of them, but I've just got a query at the mile and got a query on uh, her third race in three weeks, uh, Bollinger boy who I think will turn the tables on street fair with the little weight swing and mm-hmm. the, uh, and the better gates. Um, but they're all about the same price. And then you've got run to fair run. who will be out in front uh, rolling along. And and it's a horse who's um, I think getting better with racing and now they really understand his best racing style as well. So um, look, that that's the way I'm going to go just for, from a point of difference point of view. You can either take the one leader who's going to have a pretty weak one in the breeze and the two behind it hit Wiggle and Paris girl. They're both, they're both going okay, you know, but they're not, they're not well beaters. Uh, if he gives a good kick. You'd hope he can shake those two off. So you sort of can take the leader; it's five six bucks, or you can take one of the three back markers um, who are around that five six dollar mark. But you don't know which one of the three to go for, if that makes sense, BJ.
0: Yeah, I was I thought that uh, run to fair run made sense. Out in front, he's twenty seven days between runs, but was supposed to start at Northern today, I think, but was scratched yep. and, and yep. saved for this. So, um, but yeah, that first up uh, performance ran second, and then followed up, step, stepping up, stepping up to the mile. I thought. I uh, thought he was really strong holding out English heritage on that occasion. So out in front, rolling along, Maddie Derrick, letting uh letting Rundy Affair run, do his thing, claiming two kilos. I imagine that it's gonna take a fair effort to get past him late. I don't I don't mind this this horse actually from the Graham Ballantine yard. I think it's gonna probably win his share of races and gives himself every opportunity He's being a, being a front runner on speed horse. So I think run to fair run is the horse to catch and I think that um, the rest of the closers will be doing well to get over the top of him at the end of the mile. So I thought run to fair run could control, dictate, kick and, uh, and cling on late
1: would have preferred to see uh, a bit more rain for a run to- fair run to get really confident about it I yeah. think uh, I think he'd I think he's going to be a better horse when able to sort of dictate on a uh, on a bit of a bog or a bit of a sloppy track or it's harder for the other horses to to show a turn of foot but yep. uh, his last win was super because he actually ran the second quickest last 200 meters of that race despite um, doing all the all the work early to get to the uh to the front so um you can either make a case for one of the back markers who are all about the same price yeah. or you can take your, your point of difference runner is the one out in front and that's run to fair one. So the five bucks isn't a huge bet for me though, to be honest, BJ and $4.80. Um, so we might monitor that and see if, see if we can sneak a late little price on the exchange. Okay. It excites a bit
0: more. I thought paris Periscule- girl Forget she went around last night, it was three wide no cover, of punching the entire when I was well found in the market. Gets yeah. the gets the gun run from she one. She was again gets the gun run from one with Bo Banovic Edwards on board. Only the fifty-one kilos. Just confirming whether she claims the full three. Yeah, she does. She does at that stage. Yeah. So, fifty-one kilos from one is going to get it soft, much softer than the other day. Coming off a hard run, she might be able to exceed market expectations. So, for me, run to a fair run, and maybe Paris Gill peeling off uh, off that off the leaders' back, having getting a last crack at them late. So that's the way I'm looking at playing race one.
1: Yeah, 100%. She's uh, definitely a, a live hope here. It's a, a very even race, as you said at the start. Flying target's the only one I,
0: I couldn't really consider a, a winning chance. Agree, agree. Race two is the Breast Cancer Research Centre of WA Plate for the two-year-olds over 1,000 metres, 12 12- horse field which has thrown up some interesting variables especially with the barrier draws. The barrier draw uh, is, is, um, has favoured some but um, disadvantaged perhaps others and one of them is uh, that we need to discuss is Beads, uh, saddlecloth number one, impressive last start winner when jumped from barrier three over the Belmont thousand metres two weeks ago. Can Beads win again beginning from the second outside gate in 11 in this 12 horse field?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh it's a far more difficult assignment uh, for beads here, BJ, obviously, with the barrier draw. Uh, very strong win. It did get the favours in running, it was still held up for a brief moment, had to accelerate, which was which was good to see from a from a two-year-old. It showed a, a degree of professionalism. Um, but this is a race I found quite um quite Tricky from a uh, from a speed map point of view. Uh, did you have Knights Mystery holding out Wuhan Warrior, the aptly named Wuhan
0: Warrior, in the midst of a lockdown? <laughs> I did, yes. Knights Mystery leading Wuhan Warrior, outside leader. I thought mm, my boy Chris might lead up like perhaps lead up a three-wide line perhaps or, or Beads might lead up that three-wide line and... And no dice kicking up for Lacta will be um sort of looking for the leaders back box seat type position.
1: Yeah, that does it does look a race that will have a three wide line. You'd think Storm Commander from twelve, unless they they jag Storm Commander will probably be semi probably be semi-aggressive. Uh Pikey on Canny Jack will probably be three back defence smoking the pipe, looking yep. for a similar type of victory to last start. Uh, you do have to remember that wind did come kind of very uh, hot, hot, hot cutaway, uh, so it's a harder ride from there. But there's a bit more race experience in Canny Jack now and fitness as well after that first up run. Look, it's just a race. I. I'm, I'm happy looking for some value. Looking at the draw for beads, uh, looking at the, the speed that's going to be on here, they 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 really should be chopping at each other. I Think a horse by the name a State of Power was reasonable. Um, was reasonable last campaign, really nice on debut for for Tash Faithful, who was wide, then back to last on the rail and um, ended up running a really nice fifth behind Michelada and Heavenly Waters. It was a reasonably strong form reference. Uh, Only went okay in the Magic Millions, but has since come back, trialled well. The wide gate might end up being a... um, some type of blessing in disguise in this race, BJ, if we get the three wide line we're expecting. Um, and you just know that Simon Miller has his two year olds ready to go. So, look, I think it's the low teens mark. State of power is above my quote. Uh, and the other one is, is no dice. Um, two back was poor there was no real excuses for that run Kari um, got her into the 1-1 from an awkward gate it was a really good steer and she just yep. didn't really turn up that day but last start that 1.7 lengths off a straight um, she was on the worst part of the track and sitting deep it was a really um, it was a really nice run and even if you go back to her third uh, her fourth sorry behind flying missile that's a really strong form reference too so she's going to go around for about 25 bucks um, I'm look I'm not overly confident on either BJ but both are well over my prices so I'm going to have something small state of power and, and no dice at, at sort of that 12 13 and 25 thirty range but I'm lacking confidence.
0: yeah tricky tricky two-year races there's a bit bit to sort through beads was really impressive uh, last start uh, he I did write in the leg up that he uh, he got some favors in transit but two it's pretty hard for two-year-olds well, it's a good sign for two-year-olds to be able to take a very narrow rails run, uh, get pratted, lose a touch of momentum, then come again and draw clear. And I don't think the horses he was racing against were slouches. Actually, Storm Commander, Thomas Magnum, and uh, is it Bop and Blue from Adam Durant, who was the favourite, who boxed on into fourth. So that was good. The horse continues to elevate every time he goes to the races. Obviously, you're going to need a lot to go right from uh, gate eleven, but. Uh, Sean McGrady, positive from a high draw. Uh, Belmont, the Belmont 1,000 is just a bend, so it can be kind, uh, especially. and sometimes it's better to be out rolling than cluttered up in trouble, especially if it's a bit of a... Um, Muddling sort of tempoed race, but uh, kept out of trouble. Beads working into the race. I think he's gonna he's gonna give his uh, supporters a run for their money. Just depends how how much fuel he has to burn early and middle. So he went on top. A bit impressed with what Wuhan Warrior has done at the trials throughout his career. And he um, he. Gave them a bit of a touch-up, 8.2 length Larkhill trial win. Uh, Was set to start midweek in the race won by Kenny Jack, I think, but he he was E1 and didn't get a start. Uh, So he's been been set for this race. And rolling forward, uh, up on top of the speed outside lead, I think Wuhan Warrior is going to fight on strongly into the finish as well. He's going to take some beating. I'm with you. I think State of Power is a winning chance. And the only other horse that I'd like to mention is a horse called Forever Autumn. Um, there was a bit, of a bit of an opinion of this horse last preparation, and it made its debut in the listed supremacy stakes, which was a very hot field. Um, Liwa, Pixie Chicks, Hoyan, uh, among others, and then um, was promptly sent for a spell. Then uh, was seen in a June 25 Belmont trial and was quite impressive. I thought it was a soft heat win. Uh, forever autumn so look out for this horse running our assets currently around the $16 mark opened a little bit better than that so they were the four horses that i focus on beads wuhan warrior state of power forever autumn in the leg up i've got beads on top he was super strong in his victory the other day but as terry said probably beads and wuhan warrior probably at their rock bottom prices at the moment whereas state of power and perhaps forever autumn other like terry other horses that are uh, just out of the market that might represent some value on the day. But these two odd races, there's plenty of, plenty of horses that are putting up their their, uh, their hands as, uh, as genuine chances. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. As I said, if Beads can get a reasonable run from a high draw, just the way that he was so strong in, uh, in victory the other day, I think he's probably going to be really hard to beat.
1: Forever Autumn's got a little bit of uh, forever dreaming about it, doesn't it, in regards to just a total uh, domination over all the trials that uh, he contests and then uh, failed, uh, well, a failure on paper. Being beaten five lengths in a listed race on debut isn't the end of the world. Mm. Uh, then winning a trial and returning. So um, he probably goes around longer than he should purely on uh, on the fact he was thrown probably in the deep end when he, he didn't need to probably start in such a such a hot race first up. But, um, but just one thing, betting in these races I've noticed, BJ, well, I think my couple – a value at the minute. I, I think they'll probably start longer as well. These mm. two-year-old races, there has been a real, there's been real target market support, whether it be right or wrong, um, for the the proven runners, the ones that have come out and run the run the numbers. I mean. Looking at horses in this race, it should be Beads, Kenny Jack, Storm Commander and Knight's Mystery who get all of the Betfair money really here because they've come out and they've done it. State of Power, um, while that run was impressive, first up last campaign, uh, it didn't post a figure because of how the race was run and it it wasn't possible to post a figure. So it's really interesting in that sense and that. You're going to, yeah, you're going to see some wild prices for horses that just probably haven't had the chance to, to post a number yet, if, if that makes sense, compared to these ones who have settled on pace from good gates and ran good races. So if you're willing to speculate on a few of those type of horses late on Betfair, and I'm... I've tipped those two. I might I might end up being on something totally different mm. the way the, the race could pan out on Betfair. But, um, yeah, I think if you're willing to, to sort of speculate outside of what we've seen thus far in in race form, um, you get some really, really big value for these two-year-olds on, uh, on the exchange late.
0: Yeah, and remembering Search and Rocks was 1734 BSP yesterday and I'm pretty sure Multinational got out perhaps towards double figures on the Betfair Exchange as well yesterday. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we saw, I mean, we saw uh, – who was it last week? It was um – Who's was the big money for, and that the first one? Well, the money came for for the Pierce's Runner, um, starring Knight. Yes, with William Pike. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just more more. I'm talking the money for a straight flying missile, Ultimate Command. It's fair enough. They've been they've been well backed and well supported. Bandolero, yesterday. bow yesterday. Bow yesterday yeah. Exactly right. But for me, they're all being either win, lose or draw. They're all being overbet. Yeah. Um, which sort of opens up some other betting opportunities. And with with beads and Storm Commander drawing sticky like they have, if they're overbet, you you want to take them on probably and, and uh, speculate on one of these other ones, getting the right run. And um, yeah, and yeah, you could get some value here. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: All right. Race three of the day is the Walker Family Handicap, 1200 metres special conditions uh, graduation. So we, uh, yeah, it's an interesting little race here. We've got, there was three three-year-olds engaged and I do like targeting three-year-olds at this, t- uh, the, the you know better three-year-olds at this time of the year when they're taking on the older horses. I suppose we saw an example of this last Saturday with a horse like the Spruker who won twice at um, against the three-year-olds and was well placed in a um, I think it was a 66 plus last week and and won and uh, won well. So we have three three-year-olds engaged in this race: Divine Beast, Dunbar, and Real Grace. And uh, Grace. Uh, and I think all three of them um, might have a you know, a class edge on the majority of these older horses. What are are your thoughts on the Walker Family Handicap? Uh,
1: I think Dunbar is not going to be as good as it continually starts. Another one of those Bob Peters horses um, I was discussing uh, pre-preview, uh, mm-hmm. BJ. Um, I'd love to own Dunbar, don't get me wrong, but I just think the market's going you know, to overrate Dunbar consistently. I thought he had every chance last start. I know I know he settled near last, but um, Bedouin Bell's run a quicker last two. Sunny Silk wasn't that far from him at the 200. Uh, if you go back through Dunbar's form. Pretty, pretty much followed
0: um, Sunny Silk in running, didn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so look, don't get me wrong, I think Dunbar's going to be a nice horse, but from barrier eleven, um, you're going to need a lot to go right for a horse that I don't know if it has that bigger ceiling. So at around three dollars or so at the minute, three. Uh, let me have a look. Three dollars thirty where I'm looking at the minute. Uh, yep. That's a little bit uh, a little bit thin for me here, BJ. So um, look, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested in a couple of runners, but mainly the horse who I did my ass on last side in Real Grace. She uh, she was obviously very disappointing first up, but you go back and watch that replay again and you can just see she had absolutely zero interest in being there that day after um, after they slowed him down and Pikey got between horses and she was just a very unhappy horse. She was. Um, look, it's interesting. I thought Pikey would have opted for her here and whether he's just gone for the horse that sort of... Dunbar's probably a little bit more foolproof in regards to the fact she doesn't, well, she might just feel as if she doesn't mix her form as much as, uh, as Real Grace, but I think Real Grace definitely has the higher ceiling. Um, if you look at her effort behind Shantork last campaign, where she's run a sub-11 last 200 coming from the clouds, I mean, and then you look at her two wins by, by five lengths and three and a half lengths, she's uh, a really smart filly. She's got, she's got good gate speed too, and the, the fact is there's about five or six potential leaders in this race, BJ. Mm. So there shouldn't be any issue with her pulling herself into the ground or being unhappy. It should be a, a pretty fluently run race. And um, Chrissy Parnham's ridden her twice and she's performed uh, extremely well on, on both occasions. So a rider and horse get along well. And uh, look, if we can get $5 or upwards of $5, bucks, i am happy speculating on um, Real Grace.
0: Okay. I uh, I found the map interesting as well. There's there's. Quite a bit of speed through horses such as Fair Joy, Jag the Joker. They've been really positive on this preparation. Agent J can, can hold a spot. London Miss has genuine gate speed from a low draw, among others. Johnny Angel doesn't necessarily, isn't quick out of the gates, but musters. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how well he begins for uh, Lactar. And um, and there's a couple of others. Even Whack and Tanker is obviously a natural on pace horse as well. So the speed battle will be will be fascinating, and it'll be interesting to see whether a three wide line forms and who's gonna who's gonna lead that one up or or and with that, how far back does is Dunbar capable of settling last? I suppose he's he's gonna be last, isn't he? Or just about near enough to last? Can he can he win from there? look it looks um,
1: it looks the right map for a horse to get back and run on yeah. I think he will get I think he'll get his chance uh, that's the thing I think he probably will get his chance um I just think if you see the best of Dunbar sprint here against the best of fair grace uh, who should have field position on Dunbar yeah. um there's only going to be one winner in that sense. you always feel a bit um like you're doing the wrong thing if you're backing the peters horse which Pikey isn't on yeah because uh, obviously he would have gone on um on pick one you'd think um
0: he doesn't uh, always said, get it. Doesn't always get it right. The wizard. That's, no, uh, he, he certainly doesn't. It'd be interesting to you know if, if he
1: made the decision or if Bob actually made the decision himself. But yeah. um, who did you who did you have leading this DJ? Which which horse uh, did you think I, would find was, the this, fence?
0: This was just pure speculation. I I thought. Fair joy might be able to work its way to the top if it begins well. I noticed it was only didn't begin as quickly as it can do last start, but got which meant it got left three wide, no cover the entire. But Paddy Carby can fire it out from gate nine. I think it can it can work across, uh, if if it really wants to, and Jagged a Joker outside leader.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a strong possibility. It's mm. a, um, yeah, it's one of those maps where there's several permutations and several different ways it could uh,
0: could eventuate. Agent J can lead if it really wants to, but I don't know whether it does or not. Yeah, I think I think they
1: might try and lead with yep. Agent J. If, if you watch Agent J versus uh, Jake the Joker's first 50 meters, their last outings, um, they met a fortnight ago. Jake the Joker was uh, significantly quicker yes. over that first 100 and should yes. be able to cross. That's if it's a, an exact repeat. It's obviously a day to day fair. Joy's a horse that can miss the kick and. Yes muster into it. So I think if it misses it and Carberry probably Hill is probably more of an urging jockey out of the gate. So it will be interesting if, if it musters the same type of speed under Paddy Carberry as well. So, um, but yeah, I think London Miss and Johnny Angel, while they'd be happy leading, I think both from the good draws would be content just to sit and park behind uh, what should be a bit of a speed whack and tanker in the mix as well, but it's another one that doesn't begin all that well. So trying to, I think the biggest thing for me here was don't try to do a speed map too heavily. Just know that there's going to be a lot of speed, a lot of horses willing to lead Several of them willing to sit, um, but for me, it looks a good race or something they can par just off of them, and that's um, that's Dunbar, Divine Beast, and and Real Grace. And, um, yeah, Divine Beast and, and Real Grace are the two for me, BJ.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad we finally got around to Divine Beast because that's the way I am going. Luke, Kyle, Fernie, first up since the okay. 17th of March. This filly was sort of banished, really, by Salman A Miller to Kalgoorlie for, uh, and Peter Fernie got, got – was it – did Peter have her originally – and won, well, I think he may have. And he won two in a row there, in, two or three in a row in Kalgoorlie. I think she might have even won a race over the round uh, last year. And, um, and then uh, was transferred to Luke in Ascot. First up, uh, ran second to Magical Dream, and then ran races behind the likes of Kiss on All Four Cheeks, Vain Tempest, Vedette de Star, Charlton Eddie, Amasinus, Icy Red, Icy Red. So the, all the form... Uh, you know, all the divine beast form stacks up really well. There's some high quality three-year-olds there, and um, or four-year-old. If you're uh, throwing Amacinus into the into the mix, was beaten a nose by Amacinas, uh the seventh of March at Ascot over the one thousand metres, and I think the biggest margin was two point seven lengths behind Vedette de Star. Was only beaten two point seven lengths behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks. So. Divine Beast ran some mighty races against some high-quality opposition, and if you put any of those horses I just mentioned into this race, and they'd be well and truly strong in the market. So I feel as though Divine Beast might be able to run a race for a back-in form. Jade McNaught. just ridden, uh, ridden patiently, kept out of trouble, moving into the race with momentum on um, on the turn. I think Divine Beast can uh, can run a cheeky race. Currently around the the 750 mark. Terry, what price did you have Divine Beast?
1: Actually, uh, yeah, nine fifty best at the moment. Eight fifty oh, with 950 most. best. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, eight fifty with most agencies. There's been a good little push for Real Grace this morning, which disappoints me I didn't uh, didn't dive into the early price you always feel with uh when when it's the number 2 Peter's horse you can you can probably wait you don't need to dive in at a $455 yeah. type mark so um but it wouldn't surprise me in saying that if the, if the money does come because I said her best is her best is better than these but uh, at the moment BJ I'm I'm with you uh price wise divine beast is is the bet for me I'm $6 um divine beast uh it's a rare horse and local like this it's a rare horse that uh Luke's improved once he got from Pete, isn't it? Usually, <laughs> usually they go the other way, and uh, and Pete finds twelve links for them. But uh, no, it was going okay for Peter, and uh, yeah, Luke's found. Um, oh, geez, he's found five links. Uh, out of her, and <laughs> as you said, if she repeats any of those performances from um from last campaign and towards the end of last campaign, she's awfully hard to beat here. That run behind vedette star, she's run second last, beaten two point seven. She was deep the trip then; yep. and she was huge that day. Even even the one versus kiss on all four cheeks, she got out of her ground and was beaten two point eight. So, um, yeah, very smart horse. It's just about if she's able to recreate yeah. that form first up, no trial, which is the unknown.
0: I think that her form is isn't any um isn't less stronger than Dunbar and Real Grey, so I marked them all equal. I was $5, the, the, all three of them, across the board. So she represents current value for me, Divine Beast, and uh, that's the way I'll be going for a bit of value in race three of the day. All
1: right, race number four over the 1,000 metres here, BJ. Uh, While well, the last race had a little bit of, um, a bit of conjecture and uncertainty over the speed map, uh, this looks quite an obvious speed map to me. We've Got Dreams should be able to waltz. Uh, Waltz well, to the top here, and I think you'll find Brooklyn Pier from Barrier Nine. I think Stevie Parnham probably would have preferred to sit, but from mm. Barrier Nine, a little bit choiceless, um, and I think that they'll fire Brooklyn Pier out and and probably try to race uh, in the breeze. If if if. Um, if he has the pace to do so. Uh, and then lipstick flickers should land on the back of We've Got Dreams. And the 1 1 is, is probably open for a horse like Miss Frost, who begins really, really well. She just can't draw a barrier. um I think her last few gates, I've got it in front of me somewhere, have been 10, 8, 10, 7, 11. Uh, if you watch the first sort of, um, well, you just watch them out of the machines at her most recent outing. um She was clearly the first out, but had to be restrained because she drew barrier 10. So. So, um, yeah, I think Miss Frost, we can jam her into the 1-1, BJ.
0: Mm. I thought that Miss Frost and Silken Eyes would be duking it out for the 1-1 in um – We've got Dreams leading Brooklyn Pierre, spearing across. Lipstick flickers, interesting runner. Uh, box seating. I'm and just
1: expecting um, Silk and Ice to be
0: ridden a touch quieter, quieter. after okay. its last
1: start failure. I think it was chasing a bit far from home, so I think they might tell Kira to, um, yeah, to let him find his feet a little bit more. I think that's how he does. his better. He's better racing um, just after coming off a failure. I think they. I think most teams like to sort of mix something up. A little bit of look why it may have gone wrong that start. So that was the thought process. No, I agree with that.
0: I agree with that. Um, Yeah, but who knows? Let's talk about lipstick flickers for a moment. So Mm. uh, has always been a pretty smart horse. Been dogged by severe injury over the journey, and has been there. Has been thoughts of retiring her on occasion. So she has hasn't had a great run with with continuity. However. Her form is really good. Her, she was super. All three runs last preparation, including our last start, Ascot victory, was spelled, won a trial with uh, Todd Harvey Stable Apprentice Kate Southam uh, on board at Lark Hill, knocking off Tuscan Queen in that, in that heat, 950-metre heat. Now she comes to a first-up assignment, Belmont 1,000 metres, gate one, William Pike on board, 55 kilos. She's been a horse that's raced in her grade with weight, for the majority of her career, so it's good to see uh, Toddy and the connections identifying this race and giving her opportunity a kilo off the minimum. I think this is a really good setup for Lipstick Flickers, even though amacenas is the deserved favourite as she uh, strives for a sixth straight victory.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is it is. If this is over the twelve hundred metres. You'd uh, you'd probably feel a little bit more confident. But in saying that, we haven't really got a chance to see how strong she is. Um, over the the, the one thousand meters, I think the last time she raced over the thousand, well, she actually, sorry, she went over the thousand last campaign when she drew uh, drew a bit awkwardly and just got a little bit out of her ground behind a quick one. Ran fourth, yeah, yeah, behind Time to Sizzle went super, but her Who, who, ran, effort,
0: who ran third in that race? Uh, brave, yeah. a, very, a very, a very brave
1: animal. Yes. Mm. She got squeezed up from memory. Lipstick flickers in that run as well. But, uh, if you go back to a thousand meter, her prior thousand meter effort, it was, uh, uh, under a length off showmanship with a, with a gap back to third as well. So, uh, look, W Pike on, you'd think she's a horse with pretty reasonable gait speed. She should grab the back of, we've got dreams. And, um, it looks, it looks a really, really nice setup. If she's got the sprint in her legs over the thousand meters late, that that's the key, but she should get every opportunity with W Pike in the saddle, BJ.
0: Did you think? Did you feel as though we might get a bit better price-wise? Uh, I did. Yeah.
1: I've got her around about the six-dollar mark. Um, the yeah, one thing I, I will her, say, I had
0: her six dollars as well. So, I'll, I'll, I'm the, the current. So she's four for our listeners out there at the moment. Well, while we're recording, she's around the four sixty-four forty mark. Yeah. The one thing I will say is on. Um,
1: on the on the data on the on the figures uh, in front of me, like her her last six seven runs are better than anything Amasenas uh, just according to the, to those figures are better than anything Amasenas has produced during her winning run. Um, factor in the fact she's also drawn Barrier One and, and William Pike goes on with uh, what looks to be a great speed map for her. Um, she could be the runner in this race who receives the big support. Uh, if you look at the the favourites at the moment, Amasenas three dollars twenty. Um, I think you'll find Amasenas will jump third or fourth favourite here. This this should be the race that she finally succumbs to and loses. For me, this is significantly harder. She's going to have to be dead last and it's, it's a speed map that looks suitable for those few runners on speed. As I said, Miss Frost looks to land handy. Lipstick flickers gets the back of the leader. We've got Dreams as a horse I want to ask you about in a second (laughs) as well, BJ. Um, So I just think she's going to have to run her best race by panels from last. Don't get me wrong. She's obviously flying. She's going super, but there is so much against her here. So I'm expecting her to be a big market drifter. And then Brooklyn Pier is is your second favourite at $3.94. And I mean, at best uh, he's going to work to the breeze. And that's at very, very best. And that's, that's a difficult Way to win horse races from the widest gate in a in a pretty reasonable little sprint. So you know I think if he two-
0: was you know if he was gate one he'd be he'd be my on-topper. I reckon Brooklyn here Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd, it'd make
1: sense. Yeah. If, and if lipstick flickers, are drew nine. We probably wouldn't then be discussing it. Yeah, um, be discussing her. So um, yeah, look, I think that the two favourites should get the wobbles, um, especially Amasena. So I think we'll definitely get the wobbles, and and that might um, might see a little bit of support for horses like Miss Frost. We've got dreams, and mainly lipstick flickers. So whether mm. this gets out or whether she gets out or not, my guess is probably not. So if you do want to back her, you might have to consider a current price. But, uh, yeah, she is she is pretty uh, bare bones. Um, but, BJ, We've Got Dreams, mm. uh, is is she done? Well, I don't know. Is this, this, is, this is a genuine setup. This is a genuine setup for We've for Got her. Dreams, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- sliding right down in the ratings now and uh, gets, gets two kilos off with uh, – our man Raoul Romoli, Lactar on board gets gets the lead. It's al- almost a bit of um, even though she'll probably go a bit quicker than Long Beach. It's almost a bit of a Long Beach setup, isn't it? From from last last Saturday, if uh, Lactar can hold her together and she can give her uh, a kick at her best, she'll take some running down. I agree with that. I thought her last run behind Nero Dio was was better, but still, well, I saw her at the races 17th of April uh at ascot and um saw her live and she just she was really cantankerous behind the gates wouldn't load was just a real handful for for uh for the barrier staff there and and i haven't really noticed and subsequent to that i see she trolled twice so maybe she was sent back to trolls twice um post that sort of poor poor manners she displayed on the 17th of april but that's always a bit of a Bit of a worry, isn't it? When they're playing up badly like that. Do they really want to be out there? Do they really want to be competing? Uh, I haven't really noticed how well she's loaded at her last two starts, but you know, at her peak form, Terry, you, you you're right. Like she she take some running down for sure, but is she done? I don't know. Like is, does she still want to be out there? Is she has there been some issues behind the scene that Michael Lane and his team have been patching up, and has that how has that affected her mentally and her application to to race day? I don't know, man. Like I, I prefer to wait until she does it again before I chime in.
1: Yes, I I can see that. Um, yeah, I think you've summed that up all very well. The thing is, waiting till she does it again, we miss the opportunity for a yeah. price, and and this is just this is just a setup. I mean. We can forgive the first start run, this campaign on the soft six. That inside pad was pretty quick, pretty quick sandy by the end of the day. So we want to forgive that. You can, you know, you can make a, a reason to forgive. And then that effort behind uh, Narodio, uh three weeks ago, she didn't find the rail. She had a breeze outside of Madame Yeah. Uh, I still would have liked, a bit like you, would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a kick uh, given there. But she is if you go back through her form, she is far superior when finding the rail and running along on a firm track. She finds the rail runs along. And as you said, she's dropped points. Yep. She now gets a two kilo claim. So she actually basically goes back to where she was two wins ago. I often look at it at a certain rating. A horse has to be at to win. And I think, and I think Michael Lane said it himself that she was just a few points above where she was winnable. So she's now effectively back to being a 74 rater She won as a 74, won as an 80 rater So she's effectively had two wins since then. So, Anywhere near her best. Um, yeah, I, I think she takes some um some some running down from out in front.
0: I'm I'm gonna have to have something on BJ at the low double figures. Currently, uh, currently twelve dollars opened up better with Brad this
1: morning. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm 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 six dollars fifty. We've got dreams. And um look, while she's not one I want to be having a huge amount on, she's above my price, but there's yeah, there's three horses that are uh backable prices for me, considering the fact that I've got Brooklyn Pier and is considerably um, longer um, than what they are in the market. The other one's Miss Frost. I've got Miss Frost a slight favourite here, BJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was super behind Nerodio, uh a month ago. Missed a run with a hoof abscess, which is a concern. Um, but I don't think um, look a horse that probably prefers being kept on the fresh side. Uh, look, if I don't think Lou could be racing probably his his number one uh, number one horse in the stable unless she was a hundred percent. Finally gets a Gate to make use of that um, that ability out of the uh, out of the machines, and she can land in a more prominent position. Mm-hmm. If she's right, ready to go, finds the back of a horse like Brooklyn Pierce, should take her nicely into the race. Um, yeah, I think she'll be pretty hard to catch for these BJ. So look, at around 8, 8.50 Miss Frost, 12, 13 bucks, we've got dreams. They're the two that are well above my price. I'm gonna to chop to to finish square on lipstick flickers uh, on uh, on the race. So, um, basically my, my plan is to take on Amasinas and, uh, and Brooklyn Pier here.
0: Okay. Lipstick flickers for me, I think this is a good setup for her to, to run a race. First up for uh, Toddie Harvey and the crew there, Pike on board. Amasinas, we're going to find out a bit more about her on Saturday. How much quality she does have because she's going to have to do it from last against a pretty decent field of sprinters. This, so uh, we'll find out more about her. And I'm with her. I think she's going to get the uh, blows late in betting. Then it might end up be- becoming a backable price later uh, on the Betfair exchange. But yeah, lipstick flickers for me. And uh, and yeah, we'll see what uh, Amasinas is really made of.
1: We certainly will, BJ. Uh, it's now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition.
0: That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance when this lockdown finishes, drop in. Please drop in. Support our sponsors up there at the Mundaring. See the public in Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. The, uh, the, the COVID has been very unkind to businesses throughout the hospitality industry and um, the Mundaring hasn't been spared. So if you do get an opportunity to support them at some stage, over, uh, hopefully if uh, this uh, lockdown eases over the uh, restrictions ease over the weekend or in the coming weeks, it'd be great if our uh, our listeners could go up there and show their support. Now, uh, last week, Terry, Fraser Hay, he made it a WA Racing Mastermind three-peat by accounting for Michael Heaton, didn't he? Just dispatched of Big Mike. Short wide,
1: put it over uh put it over point.
0: Yeah, he certainly did. And uh, he um, yeah, it was very impressive. Probably his his most impressive performance yet. So Fraser, he's unstoppable at the moment, and we've gone for genuine intellect in an attempt to derail the H train. <laughs> so we'd like to welcome today's challenger, Mike Eppis, to the show. Welcome, Mike.
1: G'day guys, how are you going? Good, thank you, Mike. Now there's a bit of a uh, a rumor floating around on Twitter. I don't know if it's a rumor. It's a bit of a I don't know. Just is it a, is it a true conception or a misconception that um, you are actually a, a true professor?
2: <laughs> no, no, that's not right. Uh, it, it is a nickname, though, from my uh, <laughs> from my broom days uh, when we lived there uh, eight or nine years ago. I met a few of the uh, locals up there, uh one of them, Paul Martin, I think he's a uh, friend of the show and he uh he coined that term for me uh just uh regarding what I did or what I do for work. So uh yeah that's that's where that's come about. Are
0: you are you are you borderline professor though, Mike? Can we run with it or is it a bit of a stretch? Uh I, I,
2: I, I, I'm in I I'm, I'm in medical research. So uh, uh back then I was uh, a prostate cancer researcher. Uh now I'm more in the service uh, of the research industry and biobanking, so I'm I'm in, I'm in that uh, university slash research field, um, and I guess that's where he uh, coined that phrase. So uh, yeah, happy for those accolades, but no, not a professor.
0: <laughs> well, in our eyes,
1: <laughs> have you ever worn a jacket with um with patches on the elbow? Uh, yes, <laughs> you're a professor. That's all we needed to yeah, ask.
0: You are yeah. a professor. Okay. Yeah, you're a professor in our eyes, Mike. And um, and uh, are, are you you still got? Have you got a couple of shares in some some horses, Mike? Uh,
2: I did do um, some shares in a couple of slow ones. Uh, uh, the best one I've had, is Hibernian, obviously with my handle uh, with Adam. Uh, so yeah, nothing nothing at the moment. But um, yeah, hoping to uh, hoping to dive in. At some later he, stage, when the kids are a bit older or something he,
0: like that, he was a good horse, wasn't he? Hi, Albany Cup winner,
2: yeah, yeah, Albany Cup winner, um, won the Mount Barker Cup uh, and ran second quite a lot in the Country Cup. So we had a lot of fun, travelled around the state, and that's what you want. With the whole group of friends, so yeah.
0: very good. Very good. You're a good WA racing man, Mike, and also you are a previous multiple Mastermind winner. This was under the old format, though, and um, and Mike has been, has oh, yeah. been up to the Mundaring a few times and uh, has uh, has certainly enjoyed himself up there.
2: Yeah, many times. Very yeah.
0: good, very yeah. good. So, all right, well, well, good luck, Professor. Now we're going <laughs> to we are going to welcome back our current Mastermind, H Train Fraser. Hey, welcome, Fraser. Hey boys, pleasure to be here again. Now t- tell us what's it like. What's it like as? Uh, how is life as a three-time Mastermind champion? <laughs> three-time,
2: yeah, it's, it's going well, but um, not not sure what the confidence levels are 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 like after that rough on uh, on the yeah. Certainly, a bit of fear in me, but um, hopefully, we can get the job done again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good, H Strain, He's. Uh, he- I think we've got one professor, and I'm probably the
2: most biggest thing opposite to a professor at the time, <laughs> so it should be interesting. A professor
0: versus <laughs> <a> student. <laughs> wow. <Well,
2: laughs> I might get schooled here.
0: <laughs> well, uh, anyway, well, you've got, you've got two questions two, uh, Quizmasters who uh, who watch horse racing for a living. Uh, so I think you guys have have us well and truly covered, Fraser and Michael. And um, all right, so I'm sure you guys. I'm sure Mike's a regular one-one listener. You're familiar with uh, Mastermind 2.0. Your names are your buzzers. Yep. To be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly.
1: Uh, Challenger, are you ready? Ready <laughs> okay Mastermind are you ready Ready to go uh,
0: three two one all right guys how many races in a row has amacenas won Mike Mike uh, I'll go I'll go four uh, Fraser
1: three I'm gonna go two, five yeah it is five isn't it five
0: correct Fraser Oh,
1: jeez. Hey. Fraser. He's off to a flyer.
0: Went a bit early there. Strame. All right. Question two. Name the last horse to win the Belmont Guineas Belmont Oaks double. Whoa. Tough one.
2: Mike. Mike. <laughs> nah. I'll have a guess. Chantrey. Uh,
1: <laughs> nope. Nope.
2: Fraser. Whoa. For the steal. Three. I don't have much of an idea. On this
0: one, I'll go mystery. <laughs> oh, that's not that, didn't just happen, did it? That, that didn't just happen. Uh, <laughs> Fuck me, mystery mist is correct. Fraser Hay, Jeez he's, he's, the ball is bouncing for him at the moment, isn't it? It's just bouncing it's, his way. Yeah, he <laughs> was, it certainly
1: is. I was, I was a million to one to get that one. I reckon. All
0: right, oh, dearie,
1: me Come oh, on, Mike. I'm still backing you. I'm in gonna, here.
0: I'm gonna stretch this. No, I'm, oh, I'm gonna stretch this out. All right, here we go. Uh, question. Here we go. Question three. Simon A. Miller trained a rare middle distance winner when Ros Martini won the 2016 Belmont Oaks. Who was the jockey? Mike.
1: Mike. Uh, Jason Whiting.
0: He's on the board. Aye, the professor. There you
1: go. That's oh. That's oh, a, That's a good get. too. I, I wouldn't have got that in a million years. Whiting wouldn't ride a huge amount of horses for um for Simon. Did he used to ride a few? No,
0: just did, yeah, just every now and then, just pinch hit. But what's Miller doing? Starting a horse over two thousand meters. That's that's the that's yeah. The, uh, that
2: was a midweek. That was a, that was a midweek meeting <laughs> to
0: too. A, that was a rare rare uh, occurrence there. And and for for those listeners who uh, are on Twitter, which I imagine most of you are, Simon A Miller, he's on Twitter. Get around him.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Mike, was that race um, called off due to weather or something? And they, uh, or was it even the equine influenza? Yeah. And then they ran it midweek? It's, I have a vague recollection. Actually, I, this is all coming back to me now, getting the big, big early price. And when the race was changed, I think it was something like 20s to fives or sixes. And then they obviously voided your bets and um, had to back it again at five or six bucks on the day. Yeah. And,
2: and then he led all the way on it, I think. yeah. And- yeah. Yeah. Val well, wasn't on it, I didn't think it could win, but, you know, <laughs> the, that, that happens often. It's,
0: so. it's, it's paid you back eventually. <laughs> the guru always remembers when he's hard done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I can't argue with that. All right. So Fraser is two. He's still only just – he's the one question away from a fourth Mastermind victory. Fraser two, the Professor one. Here we go. Uh, multiple choice. Bit of love here for the champ. What year did Aquanita? win the W.S. Cox Plate at Mooney Valley, 1942,
2: 1952, or 1962? Mike? Mike? I'll go. Uh, I genuinely have no idea, but I'll go 52.
0: What, what did you say? I'll go 52, so B, I think B. it was. No, not 52. Oh, you're a 50-50 <laughs> chance here, phrase.
1: 50, which one? Oh, uh, dear. What are the, uh, were the other two options,
0: 42 and 52? 42, 52,
2: or 62,
0: Mike went 52. Oh, I'll go 62, not 62. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> he oh, Well done.
2: <laughs> yeah, where's the train? <laughs> the train. I must say, that's, that's the worst performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you uh... Oh, that, that makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The the, the the train... No, very very well played. Uh, well done, mate. Thanks for coming on board. The train has done a... Uh, Stephen Bradbury, he has fallen over the line and has made it four wins in succession on the WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, Fraser.
2: Thanks very much, boys. Uh, hopefully we can keep it going again. <laughs> this is
0: just a... Uh, this is a <laughs> you've
2: store, All you've got to store for me is how you next week. To have the full
1: bag now, yeah, cool. I, yeah, we're running out of big guns. Mike was our uh, yeah, it was the top of the tree type of stuff. So uh, <laughs> I, I think he was a bit stiff. <laughs> Fraser, a bit stiff. Fraser played a different uh, a different tactic today. Sort of sat back, waited, and um, let Mike have a crack at the hundred Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he just took the trail. You, you were doing all the bulking work into the headwind, and uh, he just peeled off your back at the hundred meters <laughs> and put his head in front at the key moment So uh, um, a bit stiff, I reckon. Bit yeah, stiff, yeah.
0: Professor. But thanks, mate. We really appreciate. You're giving up your, your time to compete With the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind And uh, much appreciated, Mike But to the winners go, goes the spoils And Fraser Hay, you are the mastermind once again Congratulations Thanks, lads Thanks for that, boy. Well done, thanks for that yeah. The H train just rolls on, Terry What are we going to do to, uh, to, to stop the, uh, the unstoppable force at the moment? To derail him. Yeah, I you d know, I don't know. That was uh that
1: was a big gun we're throwing at him there, and he's just, just fending them all off, isn't he? Yeah, it was just like
0: burning burning the professor on the turnover, wasn't he?
1: Mm. mm yeah, no, it's gonna be gonna be hard to beat, but uh definitely beatable. We've got to knock him off now. That that's enough. That's enough of the H train. That's enough. That's enough. I've I've had enough. I've had enough train now.
0: Four straight victories for Fraser Hay. Another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. That's Heart of the Hills since 1899. And once again, to all our listeners out there, try and support our sponsors up there at the Mundaring during these uh, tough COVID times. So, congratulations again to four time mastermind champion, Fraser Hay.
1: Race number five, the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap over the fourteen hundred metres. Bj, is this the uh, definition of the perfect use of a claim on timely outburst?
0: It's a timely three kilo claim, that is for mm. sure. Guru Steve SJ Miller has uh, first time this horse is n- has not going to be ridden by Nicole Hotwood, uh, has opted for Inform three kilo claimer Holly Watson, fresh off a winning double at Belmont yesterday.
1: Yes, uh, she is flying holly at the moment, Um very nice steer on OBH, got across them from a, a wide gate and got the chockies, it looked like it was pretty well supported, she's, um, yeah, OBH is definitely a, a better, uh, well, a far better conveyance on the uh, on the wet ground, but this looks a pretty no, that was similar...
0: A, uh, just quickly, that was a good birthday present for Lockie Taylor as well, OBH, was, a, it was his birthday a couple of oh. days ago, so... Uh, and uh, obviously, he's tipped all his birthday money into obh and filled his boots. Oh, dearie, me, I'd uh, I would my bigger
1: result enticing that race. <laughs> I went, I went in the stable mate at the prices for the, for the better result and uh, yeah, difficult, uh, difficult viewing, but um, there, <laughs> yeah, little, little quinella for L. Taylor. Happy birthday! Yeah, how old, how old you now? 40 30 20, odd, 21, 22. Oh, crazy. He's still single too, ladies. Um, <laughs> I, heard look, on, uh, t- I heard on I heard
0: on the Unhinged podcast. Where's Cameron and and uh, oh, that's Ma- that's good stuff actually. Marty like Young the they they labelled him WA Racing's most eligible bachelor. Yeah,
1: but really when you
0: think the, about uh, it, it's 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 a no contest really. It almost goes without saying to be to be fair.
1: You know who'd be number two? Who?
0: It'd
1: have to be the H train, wouldn't it? <laughs> four to four in a row. <laughs> Have to be. Have He's probably got a Mississax. I don't even know. I shouldn't uh, say that.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a very good point. Hate train Fuck. Uh, ding-donger.
1: <laughs> it's a ding-donger, <laughs> I think, between those two. Uh, yeah, it could be a bit of competition at the uh, – where do, where do the kids go these days? At the uh, –
0: Henry oh, Henry Summers yeah. is apparently <laughs> yeah. is, is, is oh, I the thought go. Are you going to say
1: that the, the, Mount, Henry. <laughs> the <laughs> well, Mount Henry? I think I think they love I Mount Henry
0: know. as well. But I think Henry Summers, the, the Youngins, tell me is, is the go these days. So. Yeah, Henry
1: Summer, right? Yeah. so you go the Mount Henry, all up the Henry Henry Summer, and um, just just the uh, the third leg would probably be the uh, the old group bow. <laughs> <say no. laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me! Okay, we got We got to move on. I've had happy birthday, thing.
0: Lockie! Yeah, yes, happy
1: happy birthday, Lockie. Yeah. Um, as uh, as we were saying, timely outburst. Great use of the claim here. Um, Nicole Hopwood. Last star, that was such a good victory for a horse that she had to work early. Um, she just never looked super happy in the run. Timely outburst. It was a. Um, there wasn't a breather for her, BJ. I think that's what I'm looking for here. Vane Tempest then pushed out, made her come with her. They got into a war. Vain Tempest made that form look even better a week ago, dropping back to the 1,000 sure winning. Did. Um yeah. Well done to Vicky Corver as well. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a 10 out of 10 steer. Um, the exact ride you want to see if you've got a, an inexperienced hoop on a horse with a bit of gate speed. It was, um, yeah, an absolute uh, a gem from her. But, um, look, Same, I – yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Horses are going better for Holly than they probably are Nicole, but it has to be um, has to be just something to note that this is a horse that's been ridden by one jockey and one jockey only. So um, horses and jockeys can get along for whatever reason. So it will be interesting to see how it goes with Holly Watson. But with that claim uh, and the fact that there doesn't look to be a huge amount of speed in this BJ, timely outburst should should lead, but there's a big chance that a horse like She's Got To You might kick up or Captain Burglar will try and kick up. Um, even Satin Black, they might show some aggression to try and Maybe even after uh, Alpha
0: Omega, maybe, if it jumps. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. Alfred and is
0: another one. So, um,
1: yeah, there's there's the potential that one of those can kick up, but she should land in the breeze at worst. And the way she went in the, over the 1,300 behind the Spruka would suggest that the 1,400 shouldn't be any major issue. Um, horses train off at some stage, but um, she she looks mighty hard to beat here, BJ.
0: She's well, anywhere look, near look, her best. Look at the two horses that have beaten her in her whole career, yeah. uh, the Spruka and Graceful Girl. Yeah. Um, Graceful Girl has been put away and looks a carnival horse, and she had to work hard to get past the Tom the Outburst that day. And the Spruker uh, has won won twice since that uh, since that race on the 22nd of May. And and either side of those defeats, she defeated uh, she she uh, knocked off Material Witness, your horse, by 1.3 lengths over a thousand, and then she came out and uh, and beat Vain Tempest, as Terry said. And both those horses have been have some subsequent winners. So. Wow, like her form just is awesome, to be fair. So if she can Holly can get her to begin work forward, utilize that three kilo claim. Even if she finds the rail in front, it could be good night, Irene.
1: Yes. Good night, Irene. I like that. That's that's showing your age. Yeah. Look, she. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's a Bernie. That's a Bernie Ryanism. I think that one. Right. That's there.
1: that's very good. Yeah. They're are the three questions. If you if you if you're happy giving all the three of those ticks and you're happy taking two bucks, to be honest with you, fourteen hundred new jockey and uh, depth of preparation. They're, so they're the three major questions.
0: So you mentioned uh, real char- charisma as a talking point mm. later in the preview. That was. Earlier, of course, uh, gate eight. What, what did you uh, first of all? What did you make of Real Charisma's first up midweek win?
1: Uh, they walked, she landed one, one, she got to the part of the track, which wasn't playing as well. But in saying that, uh, the, uh, satin black was awfully disappointing, um, getting to the cutaway. Thanks. The cutaway, it was red hot. He had, she had every single chance in running. Um, look, she did what she needed to do, but she's beaten eracity and precautionary two horses, which, uh, they're okay, but they're, they're, they're class one runners, you know? It was so.
0: more of a tradesman like performance though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going
1: to pick up and sprint. Um, you're not going to pick up and look like winks when they go that slowly um, as they did that day as well. So uh, look, I, I think if we go back through real charisma's form uh, her maiden win was against absolutely nothing. That was one of the weakest mains you'll ever see. Prior to that, she lost a maiden and she didn't really gain. Well, I didn't think she looked all that impressive in losing that maiden. And before that she sprinted home alongside the slug and slugs the horse. I've got a, a share in and, um Luke Ferney can outsprint the slug some days at track work, I reckon. So uh very uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, very so look, I, I think Real Christmas, uh, it's another one I'd love to own, don't get me wrong, but uh just goes around a little bit thin. In saying that, now getting out to five bucks that thing, I'm I'm seven dollars Real Christmas. So um it isn't uh I thought Real charisma would be a lot shorter and that might have given us the 270 80 timely outburst. Yeah. Um but look, even even if real charisma is is that good from Barrier Eight, I mean Pike either has to try and follow Timely Outburst across and get in the field, big chance he gets uh, caught deep, or has to go back to last and, and give timely outburst a big head start, which uh, which could be hard work, B J. So yeah, has um, has
0: the feeling of real charisma sort of just getting warmed up late running on into second, third or fourth, something like that. That's the way that yeah. that's the way that it feels for me.
1: The 1400 is probably, uh, if you look at the fancies in the race, the 1400's probably the thing that is up Real Charisma's um,
0: alley, though. So
1: it's definitely um, uh, in her corner. But uh, just a, a few things against her here. Look, the other fancies in this, Jedi Mind, I think, a, is a nice horse, but no superstar. Um, Drawn three, can stalk him and and run a good race from there. She's got to use missing kicks badly. Yeah, that, it's me, a worry, just says, it? just says getting towards the end of the prep when they start doing little things like that. So I'm willing to look and, around. Uh,
0: she's got to use she's e- got to. Equicast on. So... Feet problems, yeah, yeah. If you notice in the race book,
1: there's um, satin black's got the winkers on three times, so she'll she uh yeah, yeah. You haven't, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah there's, a of, of, there. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of repeat, so yeah, she's got three sets three of three lots of winkers on. have probably got a I haven't got any um any data on how they go with three sets of winkers on. To be honest, with have you, with to get, so.
0: you have to get Scotty Emery onto that. One,
1: uh, yeah, we, we yeah he'll have he'll have the numbers, <laughs> but he'll have the ROI for the last <laughs> hundred and fifty starts, ah, uh, the POT. <laughs> Uh, look, I've got uh, Alpha and Omega as my second favourite here, B J. It's, it's, wow. it's probably a yep. horse. I think you might have expected me to talk about Alpha and Omega because mm-hmm. I haven't. I've been a little bit um, picky on the way it's been ridden uh, last campaign in particular. But uh, look, she was um, she was super. Uh, she was a good thing beaten on debut. Then she landed in the breeze on a day you needed cover behind Spashing and Nobel Lawrence ran second. Uh, won well on a Saturday at a big price, I think, in a small field behind. Um, uh, sorry, beating home time scale, um, and she won. She won really, really, really well that day. Um, the runs from there were, were funny ones. She jumped first in that hot, dead race at Bunbury when we were on Course Beach, and uh, she she, she restrained and yeah. got the wrong race, and yeah, sort of sprinted home alongside Dark Assault, Secret Plan, uh, another cat. I see Vedette, red. I Vedette see red. Vedette to star, but they they walked and gave it. So it was actually a nice run. Then ran last behind Magical Dream, and um, it was just a poor steer from barrier one where how it all panned out still you'd probably like to see it let down a little bit better but they did go so slowly um and then and then um she'd probably had enough by the time she got uh, got to her last run that campaign when just under five lengths from Billy Antilly. her run first up i like i watched this several times just to see what i was missing um but what what was what was peter nucky doing BJ, what was what was the thought process here? So he's he's jagged it out, fair enough. Drew six of eight. I got no problem with that. Sitting on the back of Captain Charmaine, the horse was travelling really nicely. Now he stayed on that horse's back all the way into the straight, which I don't mind. Mm. If you're really going to be able to let down them. Now he then peels underneath runners first of all when when he's t- peeling outside takes up no further ground mm. peels underneath runners and he doesn't and the horse is traveling really nicely he doesn't look to go through the gears he pulls the stick instantly at the moment like you, you don't like it's that just idea. it's i just don't i do not understand it like you haven't allowed the horse to go through the gears pike you'll only give him a hit um before he's done that if he doesn't think the horse is traveling well this she, she was traveling nicely she was traveling really well it was just a I'm just going to get my riding fee today, sort of ride. It was a, it was just watching it again. I'm like, what? Like, I wasn't on, but I was. I almost felt angry watching it. It was just, just a, just a nothingness ride. Um, she's run the quickest last two in that race, Vijay. Mm. Um, she's picked up and really, really hit the line nicely. Um, she's she run, she's like, run
0: sixth, but really wasn't that far away from third or fourth, was she? No, no. exactly yeah. right.
1: That was a race timely outburst and vain tempest cleared okay, so out. Cleared out and, yeah, uh,
0: Yeah, and she's run
1: a. Um, yeah, she was for me. She was clearly the third best run um, in that race, which included. I mean, Captain um, uh, Captain Charmaine went horribly actually, but uh, all day session came out and ran a nice race at its next start. Uh, Speed Dream got the nice run along the cutaway, and Jason yep. showed the uh, showed the. Uh, Oh, probably a bit more uh, eagerness to get his horse into the race. But um, look, I just think Alfred Omega from the gate uh, can run a big race from somewhere near the 1-1 one, one here. Uh, I think she might be better over the 11 1200 but she is by playing God. So I'm sure that's why Steve is pushing her up to the 14, probably wants to even get her a little bit further. But um, yeah, I think her last three runs, 6th of 8, 7th of 11, and 7th of 7, probably don't do her justice for her level. And I think she deserves um, second favouritism here, BJ. So uh, pending what happens, price. For me, it'll either be backing timely outburst and um, and alpha and omega, or we'll look at a place heavy bet
0: each way Alpha and Omega here. So for the listeners, what what what's a punt price for you for the top weight timely outburst?
1: Two two forty. Two forty? Okay. Yeah, two is a bet price for me. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's hard because you don't want to work on the theory, oh, she might train off soon. Uh, you you got to back a trainer, especially a trainer like Stephen Miller, in that he's not going to um, send them to the races unless he thinks she's cherry right. But um, we we do see them train off, and, and trainers yeah. don't know. We saw Billy Billy ain't silly probably trained off the other day, and it simply just doesn't occur. So um, you need to be mindful, and, and that's why she's not a dollar ninety in my market. But we want the we want the two forty to bet.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was I was a little bit bigger. I was more more around the two eighty mark, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, she ticks all the boxes. Time the outburst, and uh, this might be Holly Watson's uh, opportunity to land that f- uh, first Saturday win. I know that you were pretty keen on her to r- to ride a couple last week, but she, this this looks the this looks the go forward horse that she can she can really um, she can really back herself into and utilise that three kilo claim as well. And S J Miller looks like he's got a pretty decent little filly on his hands here. Um, Time the outburst, and it's, if she turns up uh in the same vein of form that she's in uh she's going to take something decent to knock her off
1: she was a bit stiff last week, Holly. Those uh, The couple we were keen on was Speedy Miss and um, Skin and Tins. And Skin and Tins in particular jumped really well. Um, but they just kept on coming around and around yeah. and around horses that we probably didn't expect to do so. So instead of landing in third or fourth, she's ended up in 10th or 11th, got held up at the top of the straight. That's not Skin and Tins' go. Uh, and then even on Speedy Miss, they kept coming around and she's ended up back last, you know. It's just not what we expected seeing horses like Sniffy Miss going forward. So uh, a little bit of a victim of circumstances, a bit like Buddy, Aberdeen Queen mm. BJ. It was it was, that, it was that type of day actually, backing horses from good gates where the good gates ended up being um, against them because, because so many sort of unexpected
0: horses or mid-races mid moves came. Did she blow it at the start Aberdeen Queen? Like just didn't get away clean though, did she? The,
1: the, and then the problem was on red alert, jumped in front of her yep. um, and then lacked up with the brakes on with yep. on red alert. Um, then Mitch ends up as the widest runner with 60 and a half on a, on a slacking tempo. It was a yeah diff, difficult watch for, yeah, for Aberdeen. <laughs> it's, it's been a a few, there's been a few uh, difficult watches for uh, yeah, Aberdeen that Queen supporters that over a, the team p-
0: almost put a nail in my coffin early last mm. Saturday. So it was, and it was uh, it didn't get much, <laughs> it didn't get any better no. from there for uh, for yours truly. But um, but yeah, so there was a bit of that going on uh, last Saturday, that's for sure. But shouldn't have this problem on uh, this Saturday with Tom the outburst, and, uh, Holly Watson. That is, she shouldn't have that problem this weekend because Tom the Outburst should be doing her best work up on top of the speed and uh, dictating, kicking, class. Philly won the beat.
1: Yes, definitely the one to beat in Alpha and Omega, the value for me. Uh, Race number six, the first leg of the Quaddy, the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap over the 78-plus, 1,400 metres. At this stage, BJ, not to be missed, is still in the field. Uh, As you reported earlier, the newsbreaker you are, um, not to be missed, uh, has been sold to Eastern States Connections. Uh, But that doesn't mean that um, it can't race uh, in this pretty suitable event before uh, jet setting uh, across the country. So stay tuned for a possible deduction and with not to be missed, but uh, which way are you heading here, BJ?
0: First of all, big bummer, massive bummer, Tuscan Queen. Ah, oh, yeah. Tuscan Queen. Uh, we were all, actually we were chatting yesterday about, uh, about things to get excited about or enthusiastic about uh, during the depths of winter in Western Australian horse racing and Tusk. When you see Tuscan Queen's name in the final fields, it's it really lifts your spirits, and uh, she was on the comeback trail from a very severe tendon injury. She. That uh, incurred during the 2020 WA Derby, and uh, so she's had a long time off the scene, patched up, ready to go, trialled beautifully at Larkhill, only to discover that she had fractured a hind leg in her paddock only a couple um, yesterday, I believe. And Tuscan Queen has unfortunately been scratched and looks set for another extended stint on the sidelines. So watch this space as to whether Tuscan Queen. Uh, is going to be they're going to persevere with another racing preparation for her maybe in 2022 or whether she's uh, whether she's going to be retired. But massive shame, and I think everyone was was looking forward to seeing such a class horse like her back in action and continues a challenging season of racing for Peter's Investments. The the hits just keep coming for 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 Bob and Sandra, and they just they just can't can't catch a break with um with these really top line horses at the moment.
1: No, it's it's very flattening. You can only imagine all the work that had gone in behind the scenes to getting Tuscan Queen back to the races. It's been four hundred and forty eight days mm. since she's uh since we saw her win the uh the WATC derby by by panels. Yeah. Um so yeah, no, very, very flattening. And um yeah, hopefully we see her at the track again. But if not, uh
0: hopefully she's a
1: she's a happy and, and healthy horse in the paddock um in the yeah, long run anyway.
0: Definitely definitely not life threatening, this latest injury, but obviously potentially career threatening. So we'll watch this space, but getting back to your your initial uh, question here, Terry, does look like a bit of a for me, a bit of a match race here. Which way are we going to go between four-year-olds comfort me and excellent dream? Comfort me has been almost a revelation of the of the winter, really. He uh, probably should be unbeaten in his three starts, and his latest win was just about the the best of the lot of them. He's uh, landed in a, in a spot. He got a more economical run than he had enjoyed first up and second up. But when Jade popped the question, he just uh, – he put paid to them really, really promptly, and cruised to the line. Ears pricked. That was that was quite a decisive performance. Did and they? Did they know? They certainly did. Yeah, mm. yeah. That
1: was that was the money.
0: Yeah, relentless.
1: Gee whiz, that was actually one of those ones where. Um Took a little bit of Brad's four bucks early. But um yeah, I thought oh, I'll thought I'll hold fire and wait for bet fair year. I reckon um it'll trade three fifty, four bucks with hot Zen the race. And uh, gee Jesus Christ, they backed up the Bobcats and uh they added on and got to a point where it just it wasn't backable at the two dollars thirty late, unfortunately. They, but uh,
0: they were not wrong.
1: They were certainly not wrong. Got held up and found a little bit of trouble in running, but uh, it just
0: yeah, one like did, a it, horse. it did open up won pretty like- nicely for her over the last on the turn, though. he did. Yeah. yeah, it
1: did. But um, yeah, he won like a horse that probably keeps winning. Didn't bigger, he?
0: bigger, and better things in store, mm. I think. So, it, and then you got to marry up. Okay, so what? What about the performance of Excellent Dream last start? Three wide, no cover in a. Uh, I think it was a ratings seventy eight plus race last start. Yeah, it was and yep. boxed on into third behind Jericho Missile. I uh, did it tough in the three wide line, and that uh, that was quite quite a uh, brave performance there from Excellent Dream. So, I guess it's uh, it's Excellent Dream does have uh, comfort me rather does have a three kilo pull in the weights here on Excellent Dream, but those two do look like, do the obvious, and they do look like the the two that are going to dominate the the betting market.
1: Yeah, um excellent dream looks like uh he might have lost a bit of his dash. Pikey couldn't really get him anywhere near the top last start. I know they went they went super quickly. Um and that 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 probably is it. But uh yeah, interesting runner. They'll be they'll be the Who's
0: the leader of that race? Cuz Brooklyn Pier ended speeding up. and Comet. Speeding Comet was a combat. bit of a surprise yeah. leader, was in, in a way. Uh
1: yeah, I think we I had him I had him yeah, in the first going two, forward, but yeah. um one thing Mitchell's really getting Speeding Comet to do is is begin a lot better than uh, uh he has in the past. That's something he's unlocked with Speeding Comet. It's just mm, he's just that's not right. Speed and comment lead,
0: Brooklyn Pier outside leader, and that left uh, excellent dream posted three wide no cover,
1: yeah, yeah. On a, in a race with a lot of tempo. So, yeah. there was um, yeah, it was fairly willing, but um, yeah, I think the big question here is the 1400 meters for excellent dream. We know that uh, he's a real 1200 meter specialist. Uh, have you got any concerns? Re the 1400 meters,
0: well, I think you have to, especially considering the draw. Um, so wh- where can we see what? I see Lindsay Smith also has living the dream engage which which can lead if if they if they want it to. it's it's resuming, has led and won uh, in the, uh, a couple of times in the past. so a stable made of excellent dream. does living the dream lead excellent dream come across and sit outside leader? is that what you were sort of thinking map wise?
1: yeah I think so yeah yep. I think I think of fresh living the dream I think they'd probably just want to let him run and, and hope freshness is on his side um he was a, he was a good winner but uh, he only did beat the big show who carried I think 61 that day so uh, yep. who ran second so there there might not be as much um uh, merit to living the dreams victory in that sense the horse I actually thought I might find here was living the dream with that speed map but mm. I think a couple of these might pack a few too many punches late even for him fresh yeah um, but look I just think of excellent dream up to the 1400 from the breeze I think that's a that makes him a bit of a sitting duck at a distance. Makes
0: him a touch vulnerable for an informed yeah, comfort. And, and even for a horse like Eeyore Ways with the with a booming finish as well.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably not saying this as much
0: of a two horse
1: race. I have got it as a three horse race and I haven't got excellent dream or Eeyore Ways in my, uh, immediate thoughts. They're my fourth and fifth Alexia BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think they've pulled the wrong rein. And, uh, I saw something on Twitter. She was about Eeyore Ways, uh, She's a bit upset that uh, – I think Raquel's a bit upset that people label ELA's a 1,000-meter specialist. So this will be interesting to see how uh, always does go over the 1,400. But I, d- I did think there was a really suitable assignment. Uh, the 1,000-meter race looked a really suitable assignment for Always. So uh, it'll be interesting if they uh, continue down this path and try and um, get him out to a, uh, a little bit of a journey. But uh, I think Excellent Dream and are both risks over the 1,400. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think Moshard's uh, was, was a super run last start, sitting deep the trip. And if you look at Moshard's prior run, it's third to – um, naughty by nature and leading girl. So it's all the right form. It's just, it's just, the, it's just about, um, about trusting, uh, about trusting Moshard. And, um, the other horse we've discussed is not to be missed. It's a horse that always comes up under my price, but, um, I reckon not to be missed gets in really nicely here. Now, if, if, you can get a horse like Not to be missed on the back of Comfort Me, who might be caught deep or might um, might not get the right run. Like it's you can sit deep and win definitely, but you have to be at the top of your game in a seventy eight plus coming yep. through the grades uh, to sit deep and win still. So um, yeah, I think Not to be missed can can run a race with stiff last start, held up the entirety, and gets a nice little weight swing on Comfort Me. But look, I'm I'm two dollars eighty Comfort Me. It's currently two seventy. I I think you'll probably keep on winning, but um, that price is bare bones for me from the uh, from the awkward alley with a couple of nice little sit and sprinters parked uh midfield from good gates bj yeah
0: i was looking for three dollars comfort me um but in saying that he he's jumping from nine but as you like he can he can cover additional ground and still perform at a really high standard jay mcnaught rides this horse really really uh confidently i just in regards to not to be missed i in my Preview and in my assessment of the race, I pretty much put a line through him. I, I just assuming mm-hmm. that he's coming out, but if if he doesn't come out, then definitely listeners factor in what what the guru has outlined there because his form. Uh, he, he was he was stiff, not to go go pretty close last start. Held up at uh, in for the majority of the straight, really. But for me, just it's taken me taking me a while to come around to this horse comfort me, and uh, um, but yeah, he's really really been convincing. This prep and he, um, Reese Radford, doing a top job. I think yeah, Comfort Me should should really win again. Um, just trotted in the other day. Looks like a horse with who's just going to keep charging through the grades. Comfort Me, just looking for a three dollars and that'll be me.
1: That'll be you, righty yep. o. Yo. Um, we move on to race number seven, the first of the two features here, BJ. Not not exactly the most. Uh, uh, exciting feature races, um, but look, we have a couple of hundred thousand dollar staying races. Uh, the first is for the girls, the Belmont Oaks. Uh, in a word, Bj, can she's a charmer? Uh, get rolled, or can they turn the tables on she's a charmer?
0: Unlikely. Mm. That's a word. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a little bit fancy, but uh, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I, I think okay, you're banging.
0: I I was well. I'll give you my price. I was two dollars. She's a charmer. Um, okay. So uh, 50, 50 times out of hundred, she should be should be winning it. So what what price um, did you have her? Dollar uh, fifty eight. Oh really? Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, this is this is pretty ordinary stuff. Hey. Yeah. Like, this is this is this is I think. Dog shit is a word you could probably uh, associate. They might they might change this year to the uh, the, the dog shit Belmont Oaks. But no, look, uh, <laughs> something has to win it, and uh, look, there's no way for me that any of the horses in the uh, in the Guineas can turn the tables on um, on She's a Charmer. Yeah, she was strong to the line. Uh, class usually gets you a fair way in these races, and I hate that saying, but um, it is a it is a true factor. usually the best horse wins uh, this type of race. If she holds her form from Barrier One. Paddy Carberry probably leaves her three-back defence, just needs some clear galloping room and um, should get past Try For Us. I mean, is the point of difference runner yeah. uh, who obviously stays, and you'd love this over 2,400. Then I'd, I'd probably be looking at Baranova a bit closer. Well, but there's uh, a
0: 2,200 coming up, isn't there? Is it the Belmont Classic? That might be the yeah. Baranova race, yeah. Yeah, mm.
1: Yeah. yeah exa- exactly right. But, so look, I think if She's a Charmer is to be beaten, it has to be Baranova because I don't think Try For Us can – turn the tables on she's a charmer um but i think try for us is the most likely to run second does that yeah. make sense yeah exactly so, yeah.
0: so if, if you get a spike from Baron over who's yes. like the horse yep. with the with the coming in with different form lines but if you're taking any of the belmont guineas form then yeah it's a she's a charmer as this race at its mercy because try for us there was no excuses last start was there in the belmont no. guineas i didn't think so i think she had, had every chance and she's a charmer sort of put her to the sword late um Gate one, map soft, two thousand meters. Just how strong she was at the end of that mile. Belmont Guinea's two thousand meters shouldn't be an issue from for she's a especially considering the the uh, this won't be high pressure. So yeah, you could be you could be right, Terry. It could be Betfair could be like a dollar eighty five type dollar eighty type situation late. Um, <laughs> I think the only real strong money can come for Baron over here. Yeah. That's the only one that could, it uh,
1: could be a bit of a surprise in the market, but um, yeah, I, I look, I think if you can, if you can get your even money, it, it's, it's, it's a race. Uh, it's, she's worth having something on, but in, in saying that, I feel like I've, you feel like you missed the boat a little bit yeah. with, the, with the move last start. Uh, no, it's yeah. not one I really want to dive into wildly, but, uh, yeah, clearly marking something sub a dollar 60. I think she'll, uh, she'll win the race. Um, complete blowout runner probably goes around 200 on bet as a horse, but i have a star subject BJ. Uh, <laughs> Uh, first campaign, first couple of runs where well, oh I got a laugh. That one actually got a laugh. Cheering uh, me. First campaign went um
0: uh Is this horse fun. we backed at Pinjero last Thursday? Yeah, it yeah did, did me this is the I think I'm just I think I'm just filthy about that. That's, you know, that's what right. I was laughing at. Not not I was, I was just uh, trying to recall if that was right. the one that we saw la- me, languishing me behind s- tactical ploy.
1: <laughs> me me, me, me soaking that I'd uh, I'd uh, I'd priced tactical ploy 11 bucks and uh, yeah, I was a little bit distracted, didn't have anything on the 50s. Anyway, 10s hmm. um, to 5s first up, big move in a maiden, deep the trip. She's just – look, she's just a horse that's got um, – I reckon she's got a lot of ability. She's shown it in trials. She's shown it in a couple of race starts. She's got a really nice little turn of foot, but um, I think she's got lots of tricks. Probably runs last, but uh, she'll go around 200 to 1. And I think she's got the class in this to, to probably run third or fourth um, if Sean McGrady can get her to settle forward of midfield and um, and get her into the race at the right time. But, um, yeah, you want, uh, you, you want your triple figures to be having something on. But, look, if she's a charmer, goes – Around a dollar sixty. Um, yeah, there's worse bets and stuff. Subject each way at three hundred to one, probably.
0: Okay, all right. So yeah, she's the charmer. Certainly has the Belmont Guineas at her mercy. Try for us. Clearly the uh, the second pick, having run third in the Belmont Guineas. But the interesting runner is Baronova. Has um, I think this Baronova was a top notch trialer back in our top notch trialer days, Guru. But mm. took took was a bit of a slow burn uh, and was quite costly. For yours truly over the journey, but has um, has put put together three good wins since being stepped up in journey. She won a twenty-two hundred meter maiden at Northern, a twenty-three hundred meter class three, which is a rare leap, isn't it, maiden to class three? But. I suppose if you stay, then you stay. And she got the better of stablemate Juliet on that occasion and then repeated the dose at Belmont over 2200 metres on the 23rd of June, knocking off Juliet. That was her best performance yet. She did enjoy a nice run in transit. The race opened up for it, but Baranova really put them to the sword late. Yeah. So she she stays well. Uh, Jay McNaught's riding this this filly really really well. Uh, bred to bred to get a journey comes from a comes from a family of stakes performers as well. So her pedigree has some uh, some high performers uh, on the dam side as well. So Baronova is bred to stay and bred to be a reasonable stayer as well. So she might find she's a charmer, just too classy and too brilliant over the two thousand meters of the Belmont Oaks. But interesting to see. How she performs and how she works the line and it might be an interesting tussle in the 2200 meter race in two weeks time
1: Yes, it certainly will. It certainly will. And, um, yeah, she's definitely, as you said, she's definitely the, uh, the blowout runner. That last win, um, was by far her best win as well. And just watch Jade McNaught versus Brad Rewilla at about the six, 700 meters there. Um, and Brad Rewilla got his absolute pants pulled down by, um, by Jade. He, she tried to push out and he just let her out and basically pushed Brad on show what he out to the worst part of the surface, beating about two lengths. That, ins- that inside pad was at least three or four lengths better on the day. And that was probably the difference in the race, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, Jade, uh, Jade's getting along with the horse really well.
0: One one point I want to note in this race, it might, might not be of consequence, but Sunset Cruise at the moment is $26. Rebel Heart is $11, $12, so half the price. I thought Sunset Cruise was a better run than Rebel Heart the other day. Yeah, so- the one
1: thing that Rebel Heart might have here is um, – uh, Darren McAuliffe runner who now will find the top over a staying journey with yep. Pike on yep. uh, that, that's probably the thing in, in Rebel Heart's favour is perhaps uh, Pikey can walk him in front give mm-hmm. a kick at the right point in time and yep. um we see a lot of dmac runners improve when they're able to lead but yeah I don't think either of them will start under 50 to 1 anyway or shouldn't be under 50 to 1 anyway
0: and last thing what about a friend of the podcast Kieran McDonough? Kardashian yeah. Class, a Victorian import, hasn't raced since the eleventh of May. Did have a trial at Belmont on the twenty fifth of June. Uh, first start in fifty three days, straight into the Belmont Oaks with uh, Chloe as a party on board. Daredevil tactics.
1: Yeah, it was a good trial as well. Um, yeah, purely <laughs> on purely on its name. I hope it goes no good. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's a shocker. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, its form over east was only moderate, and this would be uh this would be the training performance of a lifetime from uh, from Kieran. So good luck. Um, I think it is it's smart footy from you though, know, importing a a maiden stayer across here because our staying ranks at the moment are as thin as they've ever been. So uh, good luck, and hopefully you can um, pick up a few a uh, few races with her.
0: The dam of Kardashian class is Love's attention. Well named. Yeah, I was just, just
1: looking at that actually. Yeah. I hadn't seen that until till just then. So uh, yeah, well named. We'll give them that. We'll give them that.
0: All right, our second feature for the day, Guru, is the Aquanita Stakes for the boys three odd race over the two thousand meters, and uh, well, the there is a bit of class in the in the Belmont Oaks. This is more for Kardashian the- class. <laughs> <laughs> this is more for the uh, progressive three year olds. I think is a is a nice mm. way of putting it. Up. So, the, a lot of these horses have plenty of potential, but um, most of them are yet to do it yet, and uh, I imagine. The best credentialed runner in the race happens to be uh, Saddlecloth number one, Kerman Rock, third in a WATC Derby and second in the Belmont Guineas and uh, no surprise to see him supported this morning. He was on the local, he was 440 into around the 370 mark at the moment. However, we are seeing horses in uh, who have been set for this race, but come through lower, lower graded races on their way on the way to the Aquanita. They include Crescent City, Trader Min, and Tina Kutu. And for mine, they look to be the only four genuine winning chances. Terry, Kerman Rock, and the three that I mentioned. Obviously, Crescent City, coming off a of last Saturday's graduation handicap winner, he has been installed the current two dollar seventy favorite for William Pike and Team Williams.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not willing to label it just a, a four-horse race. Um, my market is is clear with those three. Trade them in a, a distant fourth for me, but it is still fourth in line. Mm-hmm. Um, look at at the two thousand. There's there's horses like there's horses that can that can excel at this journey. This for me was probably the most enjoyable form race I did of the day uh, just because it's really is opinion based uh, about who will get the 2000, the form lines. They're all clashing. Kerman Rock's got the standout form lines. Um, Second in the, in the Belmont guineas uh, on the back of Billy ain't silly to she's a charmer. Uh, and then, uh, if you go back to uh, the last time that Kerman Rock went over ground, it was a third behind Western Empire and Temptation, comfortably beating home horses like Reliable Star and Brave Angel over the 2400 meters of the WATC Derby. So, mm. on, on paper, it, it all points towards Kerman Rock running a big race. Um, but I think Kerman Rock, the thing with Kerman Rock is. It's an even galloper. He, yeah. he can he can put himself in a nice spot. He can loom into races. Um, it's just about having the killer blow and also about getting the right steer from Lucy. Now, um, I, I think I think you'll see them wanting to make not make this a proper staying test, but they won't want to be getting Kerman Rock held up to the two hundred and then sprinting from there. Yeah, I think they'll be happy if Kerman Rock is rolling from the top of the straight. So um, it could be uh, it could be a, a nice little. Uh, race in that sense because there doesn't look to be a huge amount of speed on paper. Um I has, I'm a sly fox BJ probably coming across and and looking to take it up. Um, but besides that I thought they um, might be
0: I thought they might be positive Albuk Tory with the blinkers on.
1: Yeah, I think they'll want to be positive, yeah. but from the gate, from the gate, I think they'll be happy landing just behind them. Doesn't possess a huge amount of early speed from what we've seen thus far, uh, but they'll definitely want to land closer to the tempo. Uh, greatness awaits, greatness showed speed awaits, over yeah. Us, yeah. Um, but from barrier two, they'll be yeah, they'll be happy just letting something come across and park on the back of it. There'll be no reason they'll be thinking we have to lead this, mm. especially after winning on its um, on its WA debut. So look, there shouldn't be a huge amount of speed in this from a number of horses going across, but I'm a Sly Fox. I think they'll be pretty keen to run them along a little bit with I'm a Sly Fox. It's maiden victory, uh, was pretty tough. And then last start, it was, it's, um, it was gone a long way from home and found again. So that's the type of, that's a sign of a horse who they probably don't want to turn this into a sit and sprint because when that sprint does go on, he'll be, um, he'll be left standing flat footed. Mm -hmm. So look, with a, with a really weak leader like that, this will go around a hundred dollars plus on the exchange. I think it should bring everything else into the race. Horses that land just behind the speed should be exposed early. Um, And look, they, they all should just about get their chance here, BJ. Um, I, I think Crescent City will be the supported runner again. We saw the money come uh, last start. First up, that that maiden loss was one of the bigger maiden losses you'll see on a cold rail. Yeah, uh, it went went, it, yeah. went huge. Uh, big maiden win. Ocean Zara just won while we've been recording, so that that form looks even better. And um, I think as we're speaking right now, um, Exquisite Stars going around at a short, as a short price favourite as well. So that was the third horse in that race. Um, the win last week. Over the uh, over the 1,600 metres, when well supported on a Saturday. It's always difficult to go maiden grade to 60 plus. Uh, it was a nice win, but on red alerts run second, who's a query at the mile. It's, it's not a deep form reference, um, but he did what he needed to, and he's a horse that should just get better with the more the more racing he does. But um, I just think 270, 260, 270, it's probably a little bit on the thin side um, for me with Crescent City. um yeah, I am I'm, I'm pretty keen on, on the third runner there BJ in, in, in Tina um, in Tina Kutu. Mm-hmm. Uh, full brother? Full brother to Kiora
0: Kutu? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, full brother to, to Kia Ora Kuta. Kia or was one of my favourites actually. I remember we backed him in hundreds into about uh, five or six bucks for the Victoria Derby and went across and they flew Joey across and just uh, it was a tough watch. Um, was beaten a long way, still around third. But it was a tough watch. Don't know if he wins the race or not, but um, yeah, his brother was a, a serious racehorse. But also, what was Kia- also a full brother to Kia Ora Star. Yeah, there you go. And what was um what was biggest strength and uh, biggest uh, need in racing, Bj? It Gallo- was racing galloping room. room yeah, galloping room. You, you'd prefer him, him wide and winding up into a race and drawing barrier one and being three back the fence. So, um, if you look at his three runs in his debut campaign, when unable to break his maiden, they were all full of merit for various reasons. A couple unlucky. Couple he got back to dead last on massive leader bias surfaces. Um, yeah, he lost no admirers there whatsoever. Um, I was on first up actually. I he thought he was a really, I thought he was a really good thing first up, and uh, he got beaten by Sunsphere at his back. That disappointed me, but I, I don't think he was fully wound up. There was a big betting drift that day as well, so mm. I dare say that was all part of a, a, prep run, and they probably weren't expecting him to run to that level. There, um, he's winning Kalgoorlie was was nothing really. But uh, the win that I, I quite liked was his, his win at Pinjara. Now, they've gone really slowly. Clint didn't want to go forward. Um, I think they were just walking. He was drawn wide. And he said, look, I'm just going to work to the breeze. He worked to the breeze. Halfway down the straight, a horse um, by the name of You Champ, he, yep. yeah, he can run a good final split, loomed up like he was going to go past him. Um, but Tina Kutu actually pulled out the quickest last 200 metres of the race. And I know they walked, so that makes it probably uh, less impressive. Um, but to run the quickest last two after sitting in the breeze and doing a little bit of work to get to the breeze, I think that shows a sign of a horse who's going to relish the 2000. It shows a sign of a horse who's developed um, a lot of his brother's attributes as well. Um, look, Barrier 12 is an idea We would have preferred to see him draw a little bit better But look, if, if Clint can find him some, uh, can find him A spot midfield with cover And just get him to the centre of this big Belmont surface um, I think Tina Kutu might be the best Horse in this race And I think um, on the last time That uh, Tina Kutu met Crescent City uh, Tina Kutu was, uh, su- was A far superior run So, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen um, Tina Kutu, but we are going to need some luck From the gate, BJ
0: um, yeah, that, that last start win was visually, anyway, just had a bit of class to it um, from from my point of view, um, Tina Kutu. So genuine winning chance, really, uh, you know, this is a bit of an Adam type situation, just get the horse's confidence up and the provincial staying three-year-old, set it for a race, It's it does have a – a bit of a Durant flavor, this this setup, doesn't it? We might uh, we might be witnessing a uh, horse on the rise here in Tindakuto. I just thought that Crescent Crescent City, they knew last Saturday, firm in the market, made into graduation handicap company, pretty rare occurrence and. Crescent City managed to, to get the job done. Did not did have a lot of favours in transit, but in saying that, had enough gate speed to work across and find a nice running position. Going to be a similar occurrence on Saturday. It's going to land in a suitable running position put to sleep by William Pike, and you imagine whatever beats Crescent City will be the winner. I kind of like trading him in as a horse. I thought that was a really good uh, win. Uh, probably should have won the Apprentices Challenge two starts ago, Then uh, we spoke about this horse last Week's podcast Terry was uh, was um, adamant <laughs> adamant that it was the worst bet of twenty worst winning bet worst winning bet of twenty twenty one. Katie Southam uh, lifted uh, traded him in over the line. Paul Harvey goes on on this occasion. I think this horse is going to win a nice race one day. Whether that's sad day or not, we'll we'll find out. But ridden patiently, coming with a run, I think Traderman's just going to keep coming late and going to figure in the finish. And Kerman Rock and Tina Tena of course, they uh, they are they're they're the four Crescent City. Traderman, Kerman Rock, Tina 2 But for mine, I think Pike. Team Williams has the win against the older horses already to its name Crescent City put to sleep uh, by Fiorente so the uh, again this um, this um, former Melbourne Cup winner throws a throws a stayer, that's for sure so Crescent City could be a horse with a significant bright future William Pike in the saddle goes on top for mine well I'm, 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 I'm thinking three dollars Crescent City.
1: Yeah, so I am I'm, I'm four dollars eighty Crescent yeah. City. I marked I actually did mark Kerman Rock an equal favourite with um with Tina Kutu. Um I just feel i what Kerman Rock's done. It deserves favoritism. It's just it is just about it's a trust thing with yeah. Kerman Rock as well, you I, know, and, was, and repeating that performance. I was
0: four eighty Kerman Rock and eight dollars trading me in eight dollars Tina Kutu. That's the way that I Okay. Can, yeah. I mean I'm interested
1: with Tina Kutu because obviously I'm I'm a little bit biased with uh the way I'm seeing the race and, and the the progression I'm expecting in this horse. As I said, I think I think Tina Kutu will uh, end up being the best stayer in this race. Yep. Um, Crescent City um, is, is obviously untapped as well. Um, but I am unsure what to do betting-wise. Now, $8.50. Uh, the $14 we saw earlier was, was an easy decision. I uh, couldn't get a huge man on there. But, uh, yeah, the $8.50, I reckon that's probably close to the trade price, I'd say, with Tina Kutu. So you can probably almost wait for the exchange now because um, Crescent City and Kerman Rock should be both um, pretty well supported in the market, you'd suspect. So Tina Kutu might be the one uh, we do have see double figures of about on the exchange
0: okay so just just a clarification we were speaking about kia or a kutu now oh. they are not full brothers but they are oh. i think they're i think they call them three-quarter brothers so kia Ora. Uh, so aloha miss is the mother of um of tinukutu now aloha miss and kia Ora Kutu are half relations so again they're very they share very similar bloodlines uh, both being by black fries but uh, just a clarification they're not exactly full brothers but i think you get the point that we're trying to make here at the one, one.
1: don't they have um
0: don't they have the same dam no no Kia ora Kutu is out of Kia or a miss. And Tina Kutu is out of Aloha Miss.
1: Uh, I, I just saw the miss. Yeah. I just saw the miss, I think, and I ran with it. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh it's a half brother or three-quarter brother? I, ne- I never I can never completely understand. Three quarters in blood, I think. Yeah. Okay, Jesus Christ. Three quarters in blood. Oh, right, that's yeah. good enough for me. Alright, yeah. it's three quarters in blood. Yeah. Dude, that sounds um that sounds, medi- that, sound, that sounds medieval, doesn't it? <laughs> <There> it <is. laughs> Okay, Uh, all right, Uh, it's now time, BJ, for the Get Out Steaks, Uh,
0: S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's this uh, segment proudly brought to us by? Market City Meats, Terry, largest retail butcher shop in Perth. They are located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road and proudly support the extremely popular Get Out Stakes. Now, out at, at Market City Meets, Timmy Hewitt and his team, they run a very tight ship. Swing past, say good day. Let Timmy know that you tune in to the 1 1, the West Australian Racing podcast, and yeah, he'll look after you out there at the Canning Vale Markets. Congratulations, episode 82 winner Brad Russell. He was pretty much bang on the official 0.95 length margin with his The Spruka 0.94 length prediction. He cleaned up. He got the uh, the steak pack, the gourmet steak pack from Market City Meats. And is a very happy camper, is Brad Russell. So congratulations there, mate. So now to enter this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes, hit us up on Twitter at the one-one pod. Who you think will win race nine on Belmont Oaks Day this Saturday? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering, always remembering the Sam White rule. Terry.
1: First in best dressed. First BJ.
0: in best dress. That is the truth. So race nine, of course, is the Crown Towers Handicap. Always nice to put the Crown Towers Handicap on the last at Belmont just to- Natural progression. Yeah, exactly. Just that little bit of messaging there to uh, scoot across the uh, the Farmer Freeway and make your presence felt at the big house there. But um, anyway- The chip factory. <laughs> last off uh, saloon there at the Crown Towers Handicap. Mm. Uh, now, um, 15 horse field- Full, uh, almost a full field for this rating, sixty-six plus handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. Did you think, Terry, that uh, there was a horse in the race that could uh, upset I'm Pretty as the she strives for a third straight win? She is flying for Adam Durant, William Pike in career best form this man.
1: Yeah, she she looks. Um... She looks, well, she's definitely returned in career best form. I, I always think these Zero Metro win races are pretty thin, so yeah. it's hard to progress to this level of racing. Um, but the, just the way she won last start, she got stuck on the back of a horse called Time Stand Still, uh, who was doing exactly as his name suggests, <laughs> and standing still around the turn to pick up and win like she did. Um, Speedy Miss, as I said, is, is going pretty well, Speedy Miss. So I think that's not a bad form reference, the Speedy Miss form line. But, but she, she, she treated Speedy Miss with contempt. She did. Yeah, yeah she did. And look, I – it's just the manner in which she won that race. She should be, um, yeah, she should be winning uh, plenty more. She loves Belmont. The mile's definitely a query for mm-hmm. her, but from barrier three, she gets a pretty soft running transit. Um, she will need some luck, but this is, this on paper looks that traditional sort of Willie Pike ride where um, he lands three pairs back the fence type thing and um, just gets clear room in the straight. And yeah, she, she looks like she, if she finds a gap, she'll run past these
0: questions. Um, Yes. What price do you think I'm pretty would have been trading in the run? Like it looked hopeless there for, for a significant period of the race. Uh, And then for her to get out, let down and still win drawing away by almost two lengths. I don't know. It was, I was like, wow, I didn't think that this man had it in her. That was incredible stuff.
1: No, she's definitely come back uh, as well as she can. Um, The one thing is you need to remember that was I'm icy and whack and tanker out in front. And, um, yeah, as soon as they get to the 100 metre mark, both of those two decide that's it for them. Mm. Uh, pretty much every start. So while she is going quickly, those two are actually running backwards. Um, they're not even going forwards anymore. Makes it easier to catch as well. But mm. just just aesthetically so pleasing. Pikey never got stuck in with a whip. Um, so she probably even had a little bit more to find on that. Uh, and she was carrying the 60 as well. It's never easy to pick up and spread yeah, with the 60 exactly. kilos like that. So look, I, I think the way she's going, she should keep winning with normal luck. $3 is bare bone. So that's, that's the price I've marked her and I don't think you're going to get much above that. Um, She looks the obvious, uh, the obvious play here from the alley. Um, But the other one that's come up a big uh, over my price, but I'm I'm probably going to wait for the exchange. I think we'll see the best price late is a horse uh, playing Marika. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think she, uh, she went super off seven days um, last prep. I think she might've even won um, off the, off the seven days last prep. I think that was her most recent victory actually. And um, yeah. She was super behind the Spreaker and Bright Diamond, two very sharp animals over the 1,400 metres last week. Uh, Lucy Warwick and her get along really well. Uh, prior form around leading girl, naughty by nature. When she raced without luck, even the run before, behind Star Alliance, she raced without luck. Um, look, I, I think... The 1400 up to the the 1600 off the seven day break. I reckon this is the race that they're targeting um, with Playing Marika. And if Lucy can get her into a nice spot from Barrier Nine at 12 bucks, uh, she is definitely the value in the race. So uh, a clear top two for me here, BJ. In I'm Pretty and Playing Marika, and I'll be backing them both for a result.
0: Yeah, very good. I uh, I mentioned playing Marika in my leg up. I thought that the horse like Gates of Babylon is building into towards a peak performance. I know the mile is hasn't necessarily been his uh, his preferred distance range. He's got the his four wins at 1200, two wins at 1400, but uh, sat outside a uh, hot Hot Zed in that, but then, but sort of led in the, from outside leader. Well, definitely shared the lead with Hot Zed last start. And while they were no match for, um, either of those was no match for, comfort me, I thought Gates of Babylon, just like the way that he, he boxed on uh, late in that race, which suggests that he's sort of trending in a really positive direction. And, um, brad Rawilla going on board if he can if he can work forward and find the find the rail and uh and sort of control the proceedings from there i think he's going to give a good kick and and might run a cheeky race currently around the 15 dollars mark so i'm pretty going to have going to be looking for you know ho- uh horses to target um late in the race He's going to be pike's going to be weaving into space and the horses that I believe she'll be looking to run down her Gates of Babylon and and playing Marika, and probably Tifer Spoken because Tifer Spoken's consistent, honest, and always puts itself in the firing line. But um, I feel as though I'm pretty. Will the way that she won last start? If she gets any sort of galloping room on Saturday, we'll have the closing speed and the strength late uh, to work work them over and and get the win. But if she gets pratted or doesn't get the right running in transit or just doesn't turn up, then uh, I think it's going to be a Gates of Babylon, sort of Tiff has spoken, uh, Plain Marika type race. I, I think was racing really well, but he's going to have to do it from last. And um, he'll be flashing late, but he might have too much work work to do whereas from from a low draw I'm pretty can settle sort of midfield and weave her way through and and um and really zip home late at the end of the 1600 meters so for me I think I'm pretty is going to still find a way to eke out a win here if she doesn't if things don't go her way and running or as I said if she doesn't turn up it's going to be either gates of Babylon or playing Marika for mine
1: Yep, I'm three dollars. I'm pretty uh, six fifty playing Marika and nine dollars Gates of Babylon. So you could just about play the three of them, to be honest. I might, I might at the fifteen dollars Gates of Babylon is at the moment. I might, uh, I might back him purely to finish square on the race. It doesn't cost much to save at that price, and then um, yeah, I've got uh, a clear three um, covered in the in my little book,
0: Bj. All right, so let's uh, let's take a break before we come back with our our best betting propositions of the day. All right, Terry, our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. What have you got?
1: Uh, look, our best bet uh, from a value point of view, we'll, look, we'll chase a, a little bit of a price. Today. I'm going to go with race eight, uh, the progressive Tina Kutu. Um, yeah, I think I think this might be a nice horse in the making, and I'm going to back CJP in to, to ride a bit of a perl. Hopefully, we can get 10 bucks uh, on the exchange late.
0: Okay, I'm going to get in early. Um, I marked Run to your Fair Run $4 favourite, and I think that this horse can find the front and uh, keep kicking and get us on the board early. My bet fair best, Run to Fair Run. Currently, run to Fair Run? Yeah, currently best available yeah. $5. I think it's going to be out in front, uh, kept out of trouble by Matty Derek, and uh, can uh, can run them ragged in the first. I didn't see that coming. Run to Fair yeah. well, Run, all, how's all, that? All the, all the other ones are pretty... Thin, yeah. Well, I, yeah. She's a charmer and comfort me, and time the outbursts are all under my current current quotes. Mm-hmm. So at, at this moment in time, the the value runner from my from my on top selections concerned is running a fair run.
1: I like it. And what's your uh, your mad one?
0: Uh sticking with my account, SJ Wolf Racing, race nine. I'm fudging a bit. So war best available is nineteen dollars. I think we'll get the uh twenty one dollars hopefully on the day. Race nine, so war is my Maddie.
1: I reckon you'll get at least $21 on the day there. Uh, I better not fudge this week. So I've done a bit of fudging lately. And um, by the time I'm fudging these ones at $15, $18, and they're all jumping at about eight bucks. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's not very fair. So we'll find one that's actually uh, 20, 30 to about 30 to one at the moment and might only drift as well uh race number two um the sarah evans runner gets a nice tuck in behind him no mm, dice um else. yeah i think it's uh drifting out to a nice little price in a race where a lot of the fancies left to do a bit of work from awkward uh, alleys so no dice and um yeah, could even continue to drift bj all
0: right and i they tell me that you've got a series of maddie of lays that you want to uh that you want the listeners to get involved with
1: Oh, just tossing up which one to go for. I'll make the official one if we have to lob up an official lay of the day. Street Fair is currently a favourite in the first at four bucks. I think that's well under the well under the odds. Uh, back on what will be closer to a dry surface for for him. So race one, Street Fair. Um, I've also got race four, Dunbar. Race five, Amasinas. And race ten, Eorways. Um, I think they're three bucks, three bucks and five bucks. All well under my price,
0: those three. So I think we can lay four of them and um, get a result there. Will you be doing any uh, Betfair lays, official Betfair lays on Twitter this week? Possibly.
1: (laughs) Possibly? Possibly. Possibly, yeah, possibly.
0: Uh, We'll see how we go later. Tune in to the Perth Racing Guru on Twitter. There might be some uh, juicy prices there up on the Betfair exchange. I will preface it by saying my last two lays on the 1-1 have both won, and uh, so they were I'm Pretty and Vain Tempest. So if... yeah, if this is any guide, then uh, this might be a winner, but uh, I'm going to- Did you
1: lay vain Tempest?
0: Yeah, I did. I didn't, I had no oh. faith in Victoria Corver and I had egg on, egg on my face, yeah. Mm, okay, so what are we, uh, what are you going to, what are we going to get up this week? <laughs> race three, number race three number five, Dunbar. I think it's just going to be a bit hard from gate 11. It's going to be rattling, but uh, I'm happy to take him on.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good shout there.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah
1: right, I might have to shorten Dunbar in my market after hearing (laughs) that, BJ. Eerie me. All right, well I think it's been a fairly lengthy old stint for the remote podcast, hasn't it? It has. It has.